Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Come on, guys. Come on, let's not start off like this. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I it is season. Buckle. I knew he would buckle. Nigel, oh. I'll be there all night. He's I know. Season, season, dead time is not great time on, on radio podcasting. Um, season nine, episode 53. I don't even, I think that's a record number of podcasts in one season, 53. And that's not including the Hammer History podcast, of which I think there's been three, which is a great link and segue to a special guest. Um, uh, nine, oh, sorry, John and George are not here tonight. They're celebrating their birthdays. Happy birthday, George, who was on Friday. Happy birthday, John, who's today. And our guest, uh, as as a, a, a present, I, I commissioned two great portraits uh, for them, which they received over the last two days, and they love them. Yeah, it's Canning Town, Len. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. Evening Len. all, or morning all, or afternoon all. As long as you're uh, well, well, I don't care. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm um, doing a podcast with you in the living room again. In the living room? Yes. Is is the uh, cleaner in with you today? He's just put something in the microwave for dinner. Oh, right. Well, yeah. You're not going to do a Georgianus and go... No, I'll be at mine. Oh, I'll right. be at mine. Uh, wise move when, when, uh, when well, we've Nigel's... Got, we've got a long night ahead, haven't we, with the three of us? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, um, back, because uh, he never misses one, um, <laughs> it's Nigel, a.k.a. Shed Man. Um, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Shed Man. Shed Man. Shed Man. Shed Man. I thought I thought I'd give it a little bit of a run this week because we have played finest. It. Um, yeah, so you're in your shed. Yeah. Is it warm in your shed? No, it's all right. I've had the door open all day. I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd have a break from Irons United tonight. And uh, since um, I'm, I'm... or should we call you Pie Man or Kitchen Man now? What do you mean, Pie Man or Kitchen Man or Bygle Man? Well, 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 Pie Man because you you seem to do more delivering pies over the weekend than you do doing your normal trade uh, and kitchen man because 
you're out of work and you're fitting kitchens now, aren't you? Uh, I'm making a utility room, yes, today. Uh, I deliver pies on a Saturday, different to my normal job. That's because of my normal job. It's against my religion to work on a Saturday because I'm orthodox football supporter. You see, so what that means is, is that I don't do weekends. And believe me, it's cost me more jobs and more work than I would care to tell people because my wife may be listening. And, you know, one year she worked out, I probably lost nearly four grand by not working on a Saturday and going football. But you are working on a Saturday now. Well, yeah, but I don't get paid. All right. Oh yeah, it goes to your son. And what, what? Just one thing. I know it's it's not a food podcast, but how are salt beef uh, rolls going and bagels? Are they are they selling well? Right, they're salt beef bagels. Bagels. Yeah. All right, they're not All rolls. Right, yeah, and they're not bagels because we're not in New York. Yeah, <laughs> and they buy them from the bagel shop down Brick Lane. Authentic. They're bought Saturday morning, which now means I have to get up at half past five in the morning on a Saturday to drive down to Brick Lane to pick up. The, uh, the the bagels and the salt beef and get it back so it can all be made up, ready and dispatched. Yeah, we've, we've done two blugs. So, uh, buy a, a portrait from Len and buy a salt bagel. Bagel. Salt Beigel. beef bagel. What Not, is it? Just, just, just humour me and tell me what it is. It's a bread roll with an hole in it, but just don't well, ask. Well, that's a bagel, about. isn't it? No. That's a bagel, yeah? What's the difference between a bagel and a bagel? Americans bagel can't... don't exist. Yeah, Americans can't speak properly. So it was a bagel. <laughs> yeah, nice but then, start. But then Sorry, the people American in New audience. York couldn't say bagel. They went, oh, it's a bagel. Yeah, and then people call now, it now you've gone. Now, now you've gone sort of countryfied. And, oh, anyway, yeah. let's move on. Let's talk about football because um, we're safe. Away. We're safe. Oh, are we though? Are we? Worst you know things what? happened at sea. I, I've worked out right for us to to lose, especially after what happened with um, uh, Bournemouth. Um, everyone's got to win by multiple goals, and we've got to lose by like multiple goals. So, you know, Villa and everybody else needs to be winning like six nil per game, while we're sort of losing three or four nil against our last two games. Ain't gonna happen, Nigel. Anyway, before we talk about that, let's talk about the football game. We, I think we only played one football game, didn't we? Yeah. Um, because we were on the Monday. Yep, yep. So, and we played on the Friday. Yeah. And today's Monday again. Yeah, I've got it. Um, oh, you're like a detective, aren't you? I know. It's, it's like so we played the Ornits in the London Stadium. Um, we obviously won 3-1, in case anyone missed that. Um, what did you think, Nigel? P- possibly the best 45 minutes of football this season. The first half. West Ham are notorious for not turning up when it's really needed. Well, this time they did turn up when it was needed. Settled the nerves probably of the fans with an early goal. And then continued in that vein. Obviously, the second half, you knew Watford were going to come out and, and have, a, have a go at us. But, you know, it wasn't to be. I'm sure there was a few people worried, you know, when they got that goal. What was it, 56 minutes? You know, still, oh, no, I missed that. I'll, still, I'll tell you why later. Still 35 minutes was you in the uh, sex pool time travel machine. No, I, um, I, I still oh, passed out, but that's another story. Oh, them bottles of wine got you then. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, 
at the end of the day, we weathered the storm that they threw at us in the second half. Did well, dug in, dug deep, got the win that was needed. We're safe. We're not going down. Never thought we were going down. Obviously, there was a possibility, but I always had the faith that we would get out of it. Possibly that there was three teams worse than us. But actually, it might prove that, you know, there's four or five teams worse than us. Hmm. And um, let's just talk about the scorers. Uh, Macau Antonio, seven goals now in July. Yeah. Uh, top goals, golden boot goal, goal scorer since uh, lockdown, if there is such a thing. Yeah. Oh, um, it's, it's not. Rubbish. Draws, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, Bowen, joint top assists now in, in the Premier League since football's restarted. Um, uh, obviously, Declan Rice, a worldie. Uh, we've only his third goal of his career, but what what a goal! Um, I'm trying to remember who scored the uh, third goal. Um, remind me, Declan Rice scored the third goal. You've missed right, Suchek the now. Suchek, and what a fine Suchek's been! You know, thirty and a half million to convert him to permanent. Uh, permanent. What what a find Suchek's uh, been. So, you know, I think it typified that three of our best players scored the three goals. Um, and 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 what what a fine Suchek uh, and Bowen have been, what a leader and what what inspirational um, Declan Rice has been, and what a re- revelation Antonio's been since um, you know Alaire dropped out. So I, I was uh, now, now before I come to Jay, I'm just going to make an omission. Um, I had a wine tasting event before kickoff on Friday. And actually, and I'll just give him a little bit plug. It was it was run by a I mean it was run by a UK company, but they'd invited in the chief winemaker for Booch uh, Bouchard Thinlayson, which are a uh, South African winemaker, a little boutique vineyard vineyard in, in just off Cape Town. And and we were we were tasting via Zoom three wines, three bottles of wine, I would say. <laughs> I'm not a great drinker, as, as John will tell you. And uh, by kickoff, I was absolutely wankered. Um, and as John will tell you, I usually end up going home or falling asleep. So what I did was fall asleep at halftime. <laughs> so I watched the first half, right, and watched us win. What uh, watched us three 0 up, and then I thought I'll have a little little lay down at halftime. And basically, lucky enough, missed everything. And sort of woke up for the last few minutes um, to watch us win. So, so I missed all the heartache. Um, but let me give you a stat attack before I ask Jay about his view of it. The stat attack was uh, West Ham had 41% possession, obviously meaning Watford had the majority of 59. West Ham had 10 shots, 4 on target, while Watford had 14 and 3 on target. Uh, the stats don't tell the whole tale, do they, Jay? Though, um, well, no, not really. Well, the important stat was the goals, wasn't it? Though, it was um, game of two halves, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We got a bit. They come out strong, Watford, but this is the advantage of coming out strong from the start, which we done, which we haven't done for quite a while. Anyone that stands. Oh, sorry, your sits around the uh, end that we're kicking at the first half at the London Stadium. 
doesn't get to see any goals. They know that. Suddenly, that's changed. We're, uh, we're hot out of the blocks, and I think it makes a, a big difference. It looked like we were going to do it that uh, in the Watford game. Came out of the blocks quick. Actually, so did Watford, didn't they? Come to think of it, it's all coming back to me now. Because uh, in the first 10 seconds or so, Watford were pretty, for, pretty much clean for on goal. And um, no, but we're starting strong. We're starting strong. Early goal helped. Yeah. Second half, though, we was. Uh, play- were we that bad? Because I missed it. Were we really that bad? Or they just came at us and we. we no, we the, well, the thing is this, is, this is what a lot of people say. If you have the ball and you come at us, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to deal with. And this is what we should be doing more of. Um, I saw Declan Rice uh, interview afterwards, well, after I'd sobered up, and he said... The next day, you mean? The next day, yeah. Yeah. Um, And he said, we've got to stop doing this. You know, we've got to go, stop getting complacent, going 3-0 up. He said, we've lost too many points from winning positions. Yeah. Um, You know, if they scored a second, it could have all been different. He's right. Yeah, it would have been very nervous. But then we had our moments in the second half too. I don't really I can't remember them now. But after half time, you just thought that's safe and that's it. And uh, I pretty much just want the season to end now. I have a little bit of a close season and start again. I don't know about you two. Oh no, I'm 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 looking forward to the final two games, and you know I think we know who's going down, etc. But I, I would like. Um, you know, I'd like us to do uh, Man United. Oh, of um, course, but you know, at Old Trafford, um, and I'd like to inflict misery on uh, Villa. I don't know why. Where just do you with... get your Villa wrath from, Sean? What makes you uh, dislike? <laughs> I've got a little bit of rivalry with the uh, head of ticketing. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay, coach. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, we have been exchanging messages. Um, ah, and that's sweet. What the woman that said that when if West Ham were playing Villa, that she would support West Ham, despite the fact that she's a Villa season to get older. What about the Spurs fans of the club? Who would they support, Sean? Or should I not say no, that? We're, on the we're not really talking about that. <laughs> we're talking about Nicky. Nicky is openly Villa. You know, she doesn't hide her her support. She's a Villa season to get older. Hold up. She stood in front of me. Yeah, turned around <laughs> yeah. and went. Yeah, oh, I'm a Villa fan. I was a Villa fan. She worked for Villa. She went, but if West Ham was playing Villa now, I'd be supporting for West Ham. To which I pointed out, I can't work that out myself because if I was a West Ham fan working for Aston Villa, I'm sorry, you know, so I would be a West Ham fan, not an Aston Villa fan, despite I'm working for Villa because I'm a West Ham fan. The fact that she said that to me, just shows you the type of person she is. It's just well, her job, think, mate. She no, no, she, she, we've been talking and she does really care about what happens to West Ham and pro- pro- probably bonuses and everything she else. Does. That's her living, isn't it? Um, but yeah, and the same as, you know, the chief operating officer who's a Newcastle fan and, you know, various other people who do everything. In fact, just, just change the subject one minute. Um, Very cool. The former, the, the former, uh, manager director of West Ham, Angus Kinnear, who is actually a uh, a Luton fan, 
um, has just got Leeds promoted because he left. Well, I don't think he has to he be. Did. Well, do you know what? He did. He did. He was appointed CEO, right, of Leeds. And he was instrumental in putting, uh, who, who's that manager? Bielsa. Bielsa, Bielsa in. Um, because the chairman's very, very hands off. He put the manager in there. He's completely turned around the finances to be able to afford their their chart their um because they were almost bankrupt. Um, he's done a lot, and and you've met Angus. You know Angus. Yeah, um, a bit of a div, to be fair. Come on. Oh, don't say that. Have a you day just, off. You he don't like him because he what? came in and changed the badge. He came from Arsenal. Hang on, right? And let's get this right. What did he do? Yeah to the badge that he tried to do at Arsenal and the board of directors slapped him down and went, I'm afraid we're not having that. Hang on. He was a marketing director. Hold up. Right. What did he do to West Ham's badge that he tried to do at Arsenal's? He tried to put London on the badge. Thank you very much. There you (laughs) go. He was rejected. And then then he tried to change the uh, badge at Leeds. Uh, I got uh, a oh, yeah, yeah, that was a funny page, wasn't it? That, yeah, dear, oh dear, he's a good you know, guy, though. I've, I've oh, had a, a good guy, he's a football man, people. There yeah. you go, there you go. You know, the badge that he did because at Arsenal they had that fancy crest, and then of course, under his watch, they stripped it back, bared it back, they wouldn't let him put London on it. But what did Arsenal do? They had a, a shield crest, then they moved the shield crest, stripped everything out, and just had the gunners. Yeah, and what did West Ham do? Go to a shield, London rest. strip out yeah. everything else just across Hammers. First rule in the business: stick to what you know. Stick to uh, what you what's know. The, what's what's the the first rule? Stick to what you know. Yeah, stick to what yeah. you know. Replicate it. Be successful at one thing. Go to another business. Replicate it and do it. Well, oh, your business right. Since you started, then. Let's, let's yeah. replicate it, yeah? So at Arsenal, when they move into the um, Emirates, they have a fans wall, yeah, where you can buy a plaque and they fit it to the wall and you can go and find your name on the, on the wall and everything else, yeah? What did he do at West Ham? Put it on the floor. But what happens on the floor? The rain gets on it, shit gets on it, rubbish gets on it. You know, everybody's walking around like zombies looking at the floor, dodging the Waste bins and the program sellers and the burger wrappers, but they can't find their names now because they're all worn out because of the weather. Oh, what a load of old That's rubbish! Him. I can see my name on that. Go away, you know that is. Oh, go away, you know. Well, what my one, like are you talking about the champions' place? Yeah, they probably clean your one. I bet they don't clean <laughs> the others. Look, 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 Angus, well, well done for the promotion. Leeds, Leeds have yeah. been away for 16 years, and, and, and I'm glad Leeds are, are back. I think well, be more well done, Duxbury. Oh, no. For sacking another manager. Well done. Wow, that's, that's, you know who's come in as, as temporary manager at Watford, don't you? No, I don't. Hay- Hayden Mullins. Oh, was it? Well, he ain't come in. He was there. All right, he was there. He's, he's doing a caretaker manager job for the second time this season. They've sacked three managers in a season. Yeah, good old Scott Duxbury yeah. after he lost against West. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Um, uh, you know, there's not a lot to say about the Watford game. We won. We, we, we move on. We, we're almost safe. Let me ask you, because obviously we ran a poll on this, um, your hammer of the year, because we ran another poll after 
Um, now, earlier this year, Ogbonna was 100% going to be the hammer of the year. Where, where's your hammer of the year now, taking the whole season into account? Len? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably still give it to Oggy, to be honest. Um, it's a toughie, though, isn't it? I'm trying to think who else would be up there. Deck, I suppose, but he won last year, right, Declan? No, he didn't. This is you, I've funny lost, you say I've this. Lost track of the Deck season. has been runners up, runner up for two years running, but has never won it. And my vote, just to put my now my uh, colours to the mast, Declan Rice has got to be the winner this year. Um, I think for everything he's done, you know, got through to England, captain West Ham. So it's a world of goal. Oh, who cares? Irish um, people. Well, you're not, well, none of us are Irish on this podcast. No, it's, well, yeah, that's true. I've got descendants, but um, so Nigel, where where do you where does your vote go? Hammer of the year. <sighs> Pre-lockdown, it would have gone to Snodgrass. To be fair, not I know you said that. Not particularly. Well, you've asked me. That's why I'm saying it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because um, not predominantly that it was more for when we were in having a bad time he seemed to be the standout player giving 100% effort all the time now because of lockdown you know Snodgrass is not about if you look at contribution across the season I'm going Ogbonna oh yeah now I've had people say uh, can you give it to a defender when the defence is so bad last season defence weren't that great and we gave it to the goalkeeper the reason why they show how good they are is because they're kept busy. At the end of the day, defenders at West Ham are kept busy, and that's perhaps why they stand out in a bad season, where when you have a good season, you're more likely to give it to the attacker. Yeah? Hmm. Okay. Well, you're going to need I mean, a good memory for this Hammers of the Year power, aren't you, this year? I guess so, but we ran our own one, obviously, in Claren and you, which you, which we usually it's not do. Your mic out. It's not mine, is it? Yeah, is it, is. it mine? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, apologies. I did hear that, and I thought it was your mic doing that. Is it still a problem? Well, it sounds like you're sitting in the garden, but apart from that, it's all right. All right, all right. no, no, hang on. Let's just just make sure it, it is right. So, uh, and not, I haven't changed it. Are you sitting outside? No, 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 I'm not. Ho- hopefully, I'm still. Uh... Can you hear me? You're using the same mic you always use. Yeah, I'm usually. Us- yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, we're not rubbing on a lapel or anything, is it? No, no. So. Oh, it's weird. It's ah. picking up background noise. Do I need to stop and start you again? Have to No, I don't think so. No, You're coming through. It just sounds a little bit windy. That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought you were sitting oh, in the garden. because I've it sounds got a fan on. Oh, oh, we'll turn it off, you idiot. I told you about the Doppler effect and everything. Dear, You're such an amateur. Dear, oh, dear. God's How's sake. That? Is that better? Is that better now? That's better. Well, Sorry. I had a fan on. Anyway, um... Where was I? What was oh. I talking about? Hammer of the year. So yeah, we ran. We ran a, a obviously a hammer of the year for um, um, what was last year's winner? See if anyone can remember. 
Fabianski. Fabianski, yeah. just told us. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't. I said he ran her up. He was a good goldfish, um, isn't he? All right. Who was the year Declan before? Declan Rice. Last two no, times. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't Declan Rice. You said it was Declan you Rice. It was Declan Rice last two times. You just said that. No, Declan Rice got was runner-up twice. <laughs> who, who won it last the year before? What, the year before? Antonio? Oh, no, I have a time. Marco and Antonio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Declan Rice runner up. So uh, we we did a poll. We always do, and it, it, you know it, it tends to show who's won it because it's usually so. Seventeen hundred Clarent Hugh uh, viewers, uh, listeners, readers, even um, took part in it. Thirty eight percent went for Declan Rice. Thirty percent for a Bonner, and uh, out from nowhere, twenty six percent for Antonio. Everybody else under two percent. Um, so. Whether right or wrong, fans are fickle. Um, Ogbonna will be runner-up yeah. this year. And, uh, in fact, Anto- if Antonio scores again, there's a chance Antonio will beat him into third place. And, and I'll shout out now, uh, Declan Rice will, will win Hammer of the Year, and deservedly so, in my opinion, um, after missing out two other years. And let's be Thank honest, he'll be gone next year. So, um... is... Sean... Is it still our vote these days for the year? Have they yeah. totally taken it away from us? No, no, no. Totally our vote. Okay. So, mm, I think, yeah, I think people are going to make the, the judgment based on what's happened since we've come back, haven't they? Because people's memories ain't that good. Mine certainly isn't. No. no. Talking about um, awards, um, did you see Roberto got. Man of the match in Spain last week. Well, no. you told us, <laughs> but no, I didn't he had see a, it. He had a really good game, actually. When you look at it, it shows you he can pull a. Um, at the end for? of the day, Alaves. Uh, Alaves. Oh, didn't say yeah. it. See, oh, I know sorry. you did. See, no. I did. He'd go now. Oh, 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 sorry. Of course, yeah. Um, well, that's so. We're, we're, I think we're still paying seventy-five percent of his wages. Um, but let's just hope he stay. They like him enough, and he's pulled out enough. Uh, they oh, he's got one last game this this weekend. Do you know who's against? Big club in Spain, Barcelona. No, that's it's Barcelona. The, the Barca beat them five nil. They beat five nil already. Have some reason, my, my, I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but my, my Alexa started playing uh, Depeche Mode. Alexa, oh, what one? Cancel music. When I'm with you, baby. Alexa, cancel music. <laughs> it's not working. Talk about yourselves. You mean I just that can't song. get enough? I hold up. That song is called I Just Can't Get Enough. I just can't get enough. My, like, Honestly. You know, when he said that, I'm thinking... Oh. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, God, I know, I oh. know my Depeche Mode. I've never heard that. I've seen them twice, mate. Joke, I'm thinking, he? never seen them play that song. What one's that? I've got the, the early album. Went on with your baby. Oh, my yeah, life. Yeah, it, it was I Can't Get Just See Can't what get we're enough. up against, people. 
I know, I know. We um, know, right? We know that it's you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just reading oh, from the screen. Uh, David Moyes poll. I know we've talked about this before, but um, X has been running a poll um, for his podcast, whatever it's called, uh, and he's had seventeen thousand poll. Seventeen thousand six hundred twenty-four votes. That I've just looked at. Um, asking whether Moyes should be our manager next year. 70% say yes, 30% say no. Are you surprised at that, um, Len? No. No? No. Because, well, I mean, what you're asking is, do it's not, do you like Moyes as a manager? Is Moyes your dream manager? Do you think, what you're asking is, what people are saying is, do you want to keep Moyes so uh, Golden Sullivan just don't make another bad decision? That's how I interpret the question. I don't like Moyes. Everyone knows I like Sean Dyche, but now's the wrong time for Sean Dyche. Now's the yeah. right time for Moyes because just, we just need to run it into the corner flag just for a bit of stability and wait for him to sell so we can... <laughs> We need to get a little bit of a certain certain culture back for crying out loud. Don't ask two old men to make another decision for Christ's sake. We've already had enough. And that's why uh, the majority of people, and 70, 30, look, you're either one way or the other. It's not, it's not a landslide. But, and but it's pretty conclusive. To, yeah, but once one goes up, the other side goes down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. It's, yeah, I it's conclusive. That. Yeah, but it's not a landslide. It's not, it's not, you know, if you'd have asked that the question before you started, do you want Moyes? It would have been 5% yes, 95% no. And judgmental-wise, as a manager, I think deep down we like that. But what you're asking is, when you ask, do you still want, do you want Moyes as manager next season? What you're asking is, do you want to go through the same old shit as we you go through? And the answer is absolutely no. So no, we are we keep him moist, and we're just going to sit it out and drink heavier. Look, he's he's not my choice, but I do believe that he saved us twice, and he deserves a full season where he's in charge of the preseason. He's in charge of the transfers. He's done very good with Suchek. He's done very good uh, with um, uh, Bowen. Um, he's going to have a limited budget. Let's see what he can do. Um, I'd like to see him have and, a and, and let's see how he right. starts the, the first six months, which I'm going to come into in a minute. Nigel, I think we know your views on this. You've always backed Moyes from start, to be honest. You haven't been flip-flop. No, I've I, I backed him for continuity because you've got to give the manager a chance. Always said and, that, to be fair. Yeah, and, and yeah. The, 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 the fact is, I think what Jay is saying is, is right. You know, is Moyes a dream manager for West Ham? No, he's not. But actually, he's the man there now, and he's done okay. I, I believe in loyalty, and that, that that you need to give people a chance to prove themselves. Now, and and also, I do believe that the club needs to try and have some stability, as Jay said earlier. In in the get away with you know, the, the club of five managers in ninety years, we've had. What three or four changes of managers in four years at the Olympic Stadium? 
You know, we've got to get away from that because we will never achieve anything by constantly chopping and changing our managers. It won't happen. So you actually have to back someone. He's the Mm. man now. Let's back him. Let's see what he can do for two or three years. You know? Oh, funny you should say that because the news that we've broken today is um, that David Moyes will be offered a contract as long as he starts the season well uh, next year. In December, with six months left on his contract, he'll be offered a new contract, likely to be a, a two- or three-year contract. Um, apparently, both sides are quite relaxed. Moyes see, sees this me, as a long-term project. What, what, and and, yeah, and, what and, and Sullivan and Gold also see him as a, as a, a steady that, pair of hands. Rubbish, so, well, this is rubbish. Because if, if they saw him as, as a long-term manager, they'd be offering him a deal now. What does that say to players we're potentially signing in the summer that, do you know what, if we don't hit the ground running, we'll be sacking our manager in December and getting a new manager who may not fancy you? I don't think it does say that. Play I see it a different way. I see, it, I see it as he's got Give a year left a... on the contract and now's not the time to renegotiate. He's on quite a low basic with oh, a very no. high bonus. It's a year, but it's just been announced, yeah? No doubt you've wrote an article about it. So now the whole world knows that we're going to look to see how well we start the season and offer him a new contract in December. That does not smack of stability to me from the ownership. Oh, I see it differently. He's yeah, just earned £2 million pound bonus. It's got nothing to do with money, Sean. It's about having a long-term plan, saying to the players, right, this man's here for three years, get behind him. It's about saying to the transfers that we want to sign, I'm going to be here for two, three years, come and play for me. What's he going to say? He's going to sit down and sign a manager and go, do you know what, I'll be here this season, but if we have a bad time, I could be out of Christmas. You know, but I'll be all right because I'd have had me two million bonus and me, me, me cut the million in wages as well. Happy days. No, that's the wrong message. And yeah, I don't you can't get, be you don't see that. I, I, I sort of do see that, but I, you know, in the same way, you know, sometimes you, you, you're, in, you're in the middle of a financial crisis. And now's not the time. Dragging and, and, it out, Sean. It, so right, what, well, I'm just telling you. Stability. The work you need is at a time of a financial <laughs> crisis. It's stability. Say to him, look. I'm years. told that, that David Moyes is pretty relaxed about the whole thing. He's not demanding a, a contract. He's happy with the year he's got. He wants to prove himself. He has absolute belief. that. He, remember the thing he said when he first, you know, it's what I do. I win. Right, that's my Scottish impression. Yeah, oh, you've nailed it, Sean. Don't yeah. you? Know, you you need <laughs> to take over from what I'm doing. Yeah, like. yeah. Anyway, um, he said, you know, I don't want to give them any option but to renew, and and that's what he, he's got absolute belief in himself. And l- let me tell you something that really impressed me. Look, I'm not I'm not a Moyes lover, you know, you know that, and I, I, and I'm not gonna flip flop around that. I don't like some of his tactics. I don't like the way he doesn't use as many subs. But you can't deny he's done the job and he's he's earned the right to do it. What's really impressed me, last weekend, so he's won or he's got he's, he's achieved his two million pound bonus, right, for keeping West Ham up. He was on a two million he was on one million pound for his six months this season because he did half of it. On a two million pound bonus. Next year he gets two million pound and again two million pound for keeping West Ham in, in the Premier League. Right? In his final year. So so fifty percent is all about survival. He was out, he was spotted first at <clears throat> the valley watching 
Charlton uh, play um, Wigan. Yeah, scouting two young players. He does his own scouting, and and then again he was a uh, could be he got scouts though to be fair. QPR Millwall. He was out again, seen with his mask and his notebook. I like about him. He's got a reputation of never buying a player that he hasn't seen playing himself. That's well, his reputation, so, wouldn't you? But that's how well, you managed to do it years ago, and they're yeah, like dinosaurs. That, yeah, but then they get video uh, analysis and look at YouTube and scout report, etc. Um, Moyes is an old school, you know. I hear he's doing all the scouting himself. Uh, and he's even got a view of not maybe involving <laughs> David Sullivan and the others until quite later on, which is probably a good tactic. Um, but but that's proper old, old school. Being seen, watching... I mean, Josh Collum was playing, but the left-back from Wigan, I forget his name. Uh, no, you can't pronounce it. Antony. Anyway. I think Antony or something. Um, and um, the centre-back, Cedric, from, from memory. Uh, so, you know, I, I, they're the kind of players he's looking for. Young, hungry players, Red Bull model. We've said it all before. Then he was looking at the QPR kid, uh, Ira, is it? Something like that. I can't remember his name because uh, Jordan easy? Hugo wasn't playing. Huh? Is it easy? Who's one called Ezzy or Ezzy? I've only seen the word written down. Yeah, that's it. But it's not guy? pronounced like that. No. Ez, easy. You can't. I can't be far on. There's only bleating three letters to it. Look, look we're calling look, him Fred. Then, yeah. Hello, mate. Then your your little Brady out um, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, my missus has just messaged me in the middle of the podcast. She went. He keeps on making you look older and angrier. <laughs> You're angry. What's at F? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. You're angry at being involved. You're you're not Brady actually. I was trying to show anger. Well, but at least at least she didn't say fatter because the Brady out banner is hiding my tummy. Well, yeah, this is true. Anyway, uh, Moyes, I'm I'm prepared to give him a season That's and, awesome. and see how it does. Let's let's move on to Noble, Mark Noble, the Sun today. I don't know why they run it, Mark Noble. The the Sun wrote an exclusive today saying he'd he'd penned a contract extension. I don't know why they do this, because they know I'm going to check um, for another year. He's got a year left to next summer, and it was said that he signed another year, a new contract for two years to take him to his 35th birthday. Spoke to the club, said, no, not true at all. No negotiations. We're going to let him run down his contract and we have a conversation with him next summer. He's just done his 500th appearance. Is that right or wrong, Nigel, for... for for Mr. West Ham. What do you mean? Is it right or is it wrong? No, he's made oh, it is it right? That, do, should they give him another extension now? You talked about showing commitment and everything. Well, I don't have 30, a problem with that. Or wait till his contract's up and see what... No, what you, don't, you don't do that. You, Why not? I think you can... Look... Towards your end of a career, you do, though, don't you? No, what you do is you will wait to the last season and then say, Mark, do you want to carry on? Or are you looking to retire? And he could say, I'd like to hang about for a couple of years. So you then offer him a contract. But perhaps you have a conversation of, I don't know if Noble's ready, but to take more of a backseat role, He'll part with the coaching, still be part of the first team squad, but not, but and still play a lot of games, but not as a starter. Start some, come on as a starter. Yeah. 
B, the overall club captain. Let Declan be the first team squad captain. Okay. Len, what do you think of, of Noble and his contract situation? Well, I'd actually let it, let it run down because I didn't see at the end because it, it all happens very quickly. He might the legs might just go, and he might not want to do it, and he might. You, you got to give him a chance. Listen, he's not going anywhere else, is he? No, he's not, and, I, so, and that's what I was going to bring up. I like having you on, Len, because you agree with me. The other three never agree with me. Anything I say, even if it's to be pig-headed, just to disagree with me. But sometimes you agree with me, so I, I, I like having you. Sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> well, you're, well, now you, you, I'll tell you, you will agree with me then, Sean. Yeah, um, now we're having this Red Bull model when we're going down to the lower leagues and we're not having a world-class team in the world-class stadium. Maybe Karen's, it's Karen's time to go then. Well, you know, we've had these conversations and she ain't going anywhere. Uh, but she would have taken a massive pay cut had she... Um, um, had she... Um, had she uh, gone down to the championship... But there is a big, good bit of news. There is a good bit of news. Go on. I don't know if I should break it or not. Yeah, go on. Should I break it on the podcast? Because there's only eight people. Who's going to say anything? I hear she's giving up her son newspaper column next season. Don't tell it's anyone. Start, isn't it? Don't don't tell anyone. Well, don't know why not. Don't don't tell anyone that because because oh. it's a bit of a secret. I never read it anyway. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I gave up. Anyway, um, in in other news, um, what this young it would kid takes to get her out. Uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain, uh, London Mayor, he don't get um, any sweeter for President us, of the United States, some something big. Mm. All right, I think she's had it off enough. Not literally, of course. Yeah. Let's talk about other players. Do you, do you know about this 16-year-old, Baker Boatley, I think his name is? I'm glad you said his name and not me. I think I'd struggle with that. But it, Triple B, we call him. Triple B. Uh, so so the Suns say, and there's been a long story about him, um, that he goes, to, uh, that he's going to sign for Bayern Munich. Now, he's always been bigged up. I'm going to be careful what I say, right? Libel laws and everything. But... Um, it shows up the toxic nature. This and uh, Jeremy and Gakia shows up the toxic nature of agents now, where where agents can turn people's heads. You know, this guy hasn't been proven. We've we've talked to Terry Wesley about him. Said, yeah, he's he's a good prospect, but nothing more. You know, he's sixteen. He's never played a first game. He's really never. He's not even playing in the t- under twenty threes. You know, um, and this will, in his view his coaches and up ramp players around him say it's going to harm his career. And, and, and by the way, coaches and, and players, some senior players I heard, even Noble rung Jeremy and Gacky and said the same thing, but they think they know better. They go off. And um, I've been told by an insider that agents have all the power now and there's little a club can do about it. So it doesn't matter. Uh, um, you know, I think he came from QPR and uh, you know, we've spent thousands, if not tens of thousands training him and, uh, and, and and coaching him and bringing him up to play is, and then he can just walk off, and we, we get a few hundred grand compensation. Um, it's not right. 
Same agent, by the way, A.D. Ward as Reese Oxford. Now, I'm not going to make any accusations or anything because well, I, I mentioned it in. Wrong. But I'm just saying it's the same agent as uh, as uh, Reese Oxford. Um, I mean, you know, who knows whether we'll ever hear of him again? You know, I, I see him going to Bayern Munich uh, if that deal does come off. Uh, and what happens to him? Let's see what happens to Jeremy Ngakia. Um He'll go to Watford. Will he? I reckon so. I don't Inside know. Inside knowledge. Just see how good my ITK knows is, yeah? Watford. I, I, uh, I wasn't sure now. Scott, going... You've got Scott Duxbury, have you, in your pocket, have you? Not really. I might have the agent. Might play ah. around the golf with him. Anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, Ben Johnson. Obviously, uh, Ryan Fredericks um, had a, a calf strain, uh, failed a late fitness test ben johnson came in we haven't talked out how well you got on but i'm hearing that fredericks has uh, recovered and has been training and is likely to travel to old trafford but david moyes may now with a safe may stick with ben johnson for the one or one or even both of the last two games to give him a bit of premier league experience now that's a forward thinking manager um Len, what, what, what's your view on Ben Johnson and how he played on Saturday, Friday? You say it's a forward-thinking major, but it was something much in our fabric to give the kids a chance at the end. I do like Johnson. And I often wonder, uh, I think Nigel said on the podcast last week, we don't blood kids at the end of the season anymore because of the the, the value of the places in the league. I wonder how much value it can add to a player. I wonder if that can offset that value. Do you understand what I'm saying? I wonder mm. how much value is added to the player by getting some experience, taking that through to next year. I remember Harry Kane. Harry Kane was got an outside chance in the UEFA Cup. He wasn't going. He wasn't getting in the team, and it wasn't until Spurs had fixtures coming out of their heroes that Harry Kane got in got his chance made it and that added untold value to the boy now you could say the same about Bale here is his time looked like it had um, been and gone but it's not a Tottenham podcast it's <laughs> a damn podcast and you asked me about um, Johnson I like the look of him um, and I think he's would only going to get him? a lot of people don't yeah, like Fredericks and they said, well, anyone's better than Fredericks, which I think is a little bit harsh. He don't look like much of a footballer, though, does he? <laughs> See, you're one of those. I, I, I always feel no, that's it, a bit harsh. I think sometimes it's the appearance of... Sometimes people need to point out that he's come up with an assist or he's played well to me. He just doesn't look like a defender. Right, he's no, fair enough. People say um, similar things about Masawaku as well, obviously. Yeah, well, they do. And this is why these type of players play for us because we, yeah. we never need to simply get the complete article, do we? Yeah. Except for Deckers, but you know. Nigel. Well, John, I mean, Johnson in or Johnson out? Yeah. I'm, well, the last time Ben Johnson was in the Olympic Stadium, mate, it all, all you know, all hell broke loose. So, e- um, e- no, Johnson in, obviously. He got, we, We've got a big transfer window coming up. If you're to be believed, to be fair, you know, the, 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 
you know, old Mother Hubbard's gone to the cupboard and found Duns, Dave Sullivan spent all the we're, money. We're talking or, about transfers next. Or, or yeah. Pellegrini spent all the money, depending who you blame him. Uh, obviously, you blame Pellegrini. Um, so, there's not a lot to spend. So, if we can find a good, decent right back, I don't mind Fredericks, to be fair. So, if you can have Fredericks as Johnson as a pair going into next season, then that's not too bad you know, as a basis. So it means you can strengthen elsewhere. Um, you know, so I'll tell you where we what I think we need to strengthen later. Well, we're, we're talking about when we do the transfers. Yeah. Just last, last, before we talk about transfers, let's just talk about uh, Digana. Uh, obviously had a great season with the baggies. Lots of, of uh, reports linking him to a move to Celtic, to Glasgow Rangers, to uh, uh, the Dutch... Giants, Ajax, um, but you know what? What we've been told is, you know, he, he loves it at West Brom, and if West Brom get promoted, they may pay up to twenty million because he's concerned that with so many wingers, he might not get any regular game time if he comes back to West Ham. Um, so there's a dilemma: do you take twenty million for someone like Diagana, or or? Do you move players out to uh, make space for him in in the starting squad or at least the bench? Let's start with you, Nigel. Well, Moyes obviously likes Bowen on the right, which enables him to come in and and probably shoot with his left, which is his strong foot. Dear Garner, I think, is a right winger. Am I right? Can he play left? If If he can play left... I would be tempted to keep him. I think the future for Nows for me is to move him into the middle, perhaps replace Mark Noble with four Nows and see how that goes. So you have Suchek and Rice, and then I would try four Nows there because he, he may be able to impact the game a bit more. So I would be looking to keep yeah, him. I was just checking. He is, a, he is a right winger. Yeah. So that's the thing. But could he, you know, can he play left and come in on his right? Like dovetail because obviously he's going to have Antonio there. But if you've got and if you want two players for each position, if you've got Antonio and Diagana, you know for your right for your right or left sorry for your left wingers, no, that's not bad, is it? Hmm. You know? I'm trying to remember where he plays for um, Baggies. I mean the Baggies. Um, weirdly, um, I've sort of bottled it at the end. They're, they're winless in in three. Br- Brentford. Uh, Nearly took them over. They only needed to win over Stoke. No such thing as nearly. They either did or they didn't. Well, they didn't, no, you know. And, and some people have said we should be supporting a, a fellow London club like Brentford, the Bees, instead of uh, a West Midlands club. Um, but I was always told, and I'm not going to say who, that, you know, the uh, Slavin Bilic is a really nice man, maybe the nicest man in football, but when he comes under pressure, he bottles it. Uh, is he bottling it now? Is he just going to miss out? It's going to come down well, to the last game. How does he um, bottle it though? What 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 does he do? I don't know, but but it's it's just it's falling apart. You just just you know a few games ago you say yeah you know they've got automatic promotion. In fact, um, West Brom were at top of the division. It looked like they were going to be champions, but now they're one point away and they have to win their last game to be sure of promotion. Otherwise, they can end up in the playoff places. Uh, and Brentford can sense they're playing Barnsley. 
on the last game of the season. I think it's Wednesday, isn't it? This Wednesday. So Wednesday, um, Barnsley, uh, Brentford are at home to Barnsley, who, let's face it, yeah, have still got the possibility of staying up. So they're fighting for their lives. They will need the win. Um, West Brom are home to QPR. Yeah. But the chance so who knows? Hugo could be back and yeah. Hugo could uh, uh, could t- could do for Slavs so men. So Fulham's got the chance of automatic, obviously with Scotty Parker. You know, yeah. should we be looking, who would you rather, Fulham or Brentford? Um, uh, Brentford is more closer to me and Sarri, so I'd probably... Uh, <laughs> you have a laugh, you, Fulham? Well, you're near Fulham, you're near Wimbledon, aren't you? No, that's where I work, but, but oh, actually yeah. Brentford's uh, across the road from Richmond, you know? You know, a bit closer. Well, actually, actually, Fulham and Brentford are probably equally distant. Didn't Must expect me to say equidistant on this podcast. Who's got the best waitrose around there? Fulham oh, probably or Fulham. Brentford. Fulham. 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 On the Fulham yeah. Road one, yeah. Yeah, the wine bars are a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want Fulham up there. On the river, yeah, isn't it? You know, down by Putney. We do like yeah. a bit of uh, champagne. Get Putney. By the old, what's the pub in Putney on the river? I say, does a, does a great uh, cocktail. Anyway, um, uh, did, did we, uh, dear Garner, uh, who did I have to speak to? It was Nigel. So uh, let's go to uh, Len. Uh, dear Garner, keep, stick or twist, tw- take the 20 million and reinvest it um, or fit him in somewhere. No, look. And where do you fit it, him in? No, he fits in. He's called a squad. If you're going to do this Red Bull thing, he's your number one man. No point in saying that we get, you know, young, hungry players from the championship. We've lent them one. Let's get him back. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Right. Well, let's let's move on to some transfers. Now, this caused a bit of a storm, and, and, and Nigel will, I'm sure, chip into this. So, so I had a little bit of fun over the weekend on Twitter, and I just put up some random out players on Twitter and then some random in players on Twitter. And, and the out players are all players that have been talked about that could leave, and the in players are all people that have been copied in reports. And what I did was I ever took valuations from reports or transfer market and put them out. Well, I had about 100 comments going, ah, oh, Sullivan told you to put it up. So I followed this up with a blog, much to um, Nigel's annoyance, because he goes, you're either a news site or you're a blog site. You can't be both. Uh, I disagree. Sometimes I think it's about opinion. I made it really clear this was an opinion piece by me well you know what they say about opinions though isn't it yeah yeah everyone's got one so these are transfers so so let me go through them and then we'll talk about them so potential outs let's let's see if we we agree any of the evaluations or, or whether they should go so i put philippe anderson 27 million manuel lanzini 14.4 million uh fabian bebwana 8.88 andre Yamalenko, 8.55 uh, 8. million. Offer Masawaku, 5.85. Albion Ajeti, 4.32. And finally, Winston Reed, 2.88 million. Do you agree, disagree we should sell any of those for those money? That would raise, by the way, 71.5 million. Uh, let's start with you, Len. Do you disagree we should sell any of those if we have an opportunity? Nah, sell all of them. Sell all of them. Would you add anybody else to that? Um,. I can't think of anyone on top of my head. Well, some people would say Frederick. Some people don't like Cresswell. 
Um, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm. But you can't sell too many. I mean, there's, nah. there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven there. Depends what you're getting in. You see, some people may say Alair, and some people may even say Rice to get your big amount of money in and sell one player. Yeah, um, imagine how much we're going to have to spend for players, though, if we sell Alair and Rice. Yeah, I agree. Got a war chest, 120 million or whatever. Yeah. Moyes wouldn't know what to do with it, would he? No, I don't know what to do with that kind of money. (laughs) No. You know, it brings other problems. Um, uh, I forgot what the player was talking about. Sorry, mate. I was about to to talk about before. We were talking about, so I gave you those seven names and we we said about about Fredericks. The thing is, with uh, Creswell and Fredericks, they're both bought under the circumstances of uh, being good championship players. I can't remember. But he, uh, Creswell may have been, he may have got him from the league below no, Ipswich, that. No, he was championship. Ipswich Town, that's right, yeah. Not Tremor, that's right. Uh, but the problem with Creswell is we've kept him so long without any competition. He's the type of five to ten million pound player we should have been bought. He should have kind of been replaced two years ago. I say replaced. The new Creswell should have been bought two years ago, putting pressure on the old Creswell. And he's just gone a little bit stale. Yeah. And we need to, and I know we don't want to keep making wholesale changes, but if we're going to do this thing, buying entire players, we've got to continue buying them, not splurge selling, giving ourselves loads of cash and paying too much for them, putting too much pressure on them. They flop. We don't do nothing about it because we're paying, we pay too much money for them. We just leave them in there like we're done with, with um, um, uh, Anderson. Because if Anderson didn't cost the money, he is, he wouldn't have, people wouldn't have been as, nowhere near as patient. He'd have been out last year. Yeah. Or, or whenever. Yeah. So, I think we've got to keep it fresh. Yeah. Well, um, we've got 71.5 million there. Nigel, what what do you think of that list? Would you, would you sell any of those? Would you take any off? Would you add any on? No, yeah. I, it's the, it, the, the list itself is, is not a problem. The players you mentioned there, Anderson, Lanzini, uh, I think you could safely say, are, are they first-team players at the moment? No, they're not. So they're people that we could sell to bring a bit of value in. Uh, a jetty we're probably going to get next to no- next to nothing for. We spent we spent like eight or something million on him, seven or eight million, and and he, even transfer market's got him down at four now. Yeah, well, um, you know, it's awesome. Arthur Masuaku, I reckon. I wouldn't. I wouldn't six. sell. I wouldn't sell Masuaku. This right. How about Yamalenko? I'm a big fan of Yamalenko, but uh, a lot of people I, I, see. I don't see the. I don't see any pressure to sell Yamalenko at the moment. Uh, what the, the thing you got to do is what well, the problem with Graham is. Um, I would possibly. It depends if you can get a better replacement for him. Yeah, you know yeah. you need. A, but the problem we've had is we we've not had a good enough squad. At the moment, we're looking at eleven players, and we're thinking we've probably got a decent eleven now. Maybe twelve, yeah. But we need something better at the back. So, but what we need to do is stop the revolution of the team or the squad every season, 
and mm. bring in evolution. So add yep. in two or three high quality players every season, and then move them and uh, the, the players out as the the lesser players out as you go along. So if I'm looking at it, definitely I would. Uh, try and get as much as we can for Anderson and Lanzini. I think mm. they are surplus to requirements. And then see what we get for them, mm. keeping the others. At the end of the day, we want to stabilise ourselves mid-table and go for a cup. Well, therefore, you, and you, you, you always said don't make too much change, haven't you? Yeah, you I've, I've long much. said that the problem is, is West Ham go with this scattergun approach. The amount yeah. of players we've signed in the last 10 years under this own, ownership mm. is horrendous. And it, it perhaps points to the reason why we are where we are and the situation we're in mm. because of that scattergun approach. You've got to do yeah. something different. The reason why I dug you out, though, was because you did your finger in the air thing. You know, what's it worth? But I like, I, there's, and, be- there's beauty in figures, right? Yeah. So I, I'd i sold 71.55 and then I spent 70.8 yeah, you know, you got, showing that the main point is the cupboard is bare and we actually made yeah, you, you pick 800 these, grand profit. Yeah, you pick these players out, you, you, you know. The, the thing I'll say with you is that at the end of the day, rightly or wrongly, yeah, you people have got a certain perception of you, yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> everything comes from David Sullivan. Well, probably. no, I know that, but what I'm saying is, and therefore, though, and the reason why I dig at you is because in the past, you and Hugh have told me we're a news site, we're not a blog site, and then when you write a blog. Well, actually, you do some silly tweet, and then off the back of it, you make it a blog. So it's good for content. Um, You know, it creates this sort of storm where if you'd have gone off to West Ham till I die, a blog site, and put that on, it probably may have had a bit of better reception from it. People wouldn't have perceived it, perhaps in the fact is that... Biggest story of the month. No doubt. No doubt. Biggest story of the month. It, it broke all the records. But so. that, and that's the. But this is the difference, isn't it? See, yes, it's a lot of garbage. Show. But and and hence my tweet to Nikki yesterday is the fact that we're talking about it is job done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Job done. Yeah. Like I missed done. that. It is. It is. <sighs> it is. Thank you for playing along. You're right. Welcome. Let's talk about the inbounds. Uh, obviously, Thomas Suchek uh, is going to now sign from Slava Prague yeah. for 13.5. Yeah. We've already paid a 3.75 loan fee. Ollie Watkins, uh, I, I landed him uh, from Brentford, assuming they don't go up for 8.5 million. Uh, sorry, 10.8 million. I know lots of people say he's worth double that, but it's a depressed market. No, no, no. You don't know it's this a, is a trend market. This is a tra- all right. This is a, all right. Let's just be consistent. It's the number transfer market has. So I consistently, in and out, use the transfer market. But what have now, we said in the past? Wrong, that is not a real transfer market. It's well, just I wanted the name to be of consistent. I just wanted to be consistent of saying this is my source. So forget about the numbers at the moment. Uh, another one that we've been linked with actually for five million, but again, transfer market is Alfredo, uh, Alfredo, um, Al- Alfredo, um, Alfredo, Mori- Morilos, <laughs> I don't know what his Morales. Name is. Morales, that's it. Uh, the Glasgow Rangers striker, 10.8 million as well. Yeah, it gets a lot of goals and a lot of red cards. Tread carefully. Yeah. Then the QPR winger. Uh, I call him Isri, or I, I, I don't know how again how to pronounce him. Call him what you like. He ain't going to be right. 
Said uh, Benarami from Brentford, 9.45. I don't know about him, but apparently he's been a bit of a cessation for Brentford this year, has he? Yes. Then you've got the River Plate right back, 7.2 million. Oh, the one that um, we're not looking at, the one that we're not Gon- finding. Gonzalo Montiel. Um, uh, then you've got the Barcelona right back, uh, Musala Wage, is it? Oh, God, your pronunciation. Yeah, I think, I'm telling you, I've, I've, I think we've got to get you and Stelios together, mate, because yeah. it, it would be comedy gold listening to you. And Tony, and Tony Robinson from Wigan. Uh, he could be available for 1.3 million, but I, uh, 1.5 million, but I did take the transfer market fee of 3.15 million. Then you've got the Cedric uh, Kipper guy from Wigan at 1.83. And then finally, just for good measure at the end, I've put Ryan Fraser in for a free transfer from Bournemouth. Uh, you add all them up, it comes to 70.86 million, which means we actually make a small profit in this transfer window. That that wouldn't be bad. If if he, these are all people we link from, by the way, at least three of them, um, David Moyes has been seen scouting in the last week. Um, they're the kind of players we're looking for. We, well, look, whether the valuations are right or wrong, whether you've seen get the David Moyes' notebook, then no, not been anyone because he could but, have been scouting any of 24, 26 yeah. players. All right, all right. so I have a little bit of inside knowledge, right? Oh, <laughs> that, right that these okay. are some of the targets he's interested in. Uh, but I don't want to play that too big. But you know, th- these are the kind of players we want, aren't they? The, the, the point I'm trying to raise is these whether I can pronounce them or not, these are the kind of players we want, aren't they? In, in This is the kind of model he's trying to build. Or do you disagree? No, I mean, I agree. But they've got, firstly, they've got to agree the price. Secondly, they've got to sign. Thirdly, they've got to settle in and play well. You can't yeah. buy too many from the lower league. I, I understand. There will be, they'll, they'll, There'll be duffs in there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Airports. I understand Airports. you got you, you're looking, but if you buy everybody from the championship, you may end up with a team fit for the championship. Yeah, yeah. You have right. to be careful. I mean, I, I remember David Kelly played brilliant for brilliantly for every team except us. Turned down Bayern Munich and Liverpool to join us. Oh yeah, but I remember. To be that. fair to David Kelly, he came into a team that was piss poor the season before. Cotty goes, we need a striker. He was head and shoulders. He was playing what we call League One now at the Walsall. I think they were in the playoffs. And he was a wanted man. Liverpool definitely wanted him, who were the champions at the time. Bayern Munich, 100% went in for him as well. We were obviously the top team in Germany still back then. And, you know, obviously he sat down with John Lowell and, and, and it was West Ham... The, one him, the funny thing is about Kelly, I think his first season's goals tally, obviously 42-game season, I think he got 12 or 14 goals. I think it was 12 he got in his first season. That ain't a bad return, actually, nowadays. Nowadays, yeah. You know, it's funny where you perceive players to be yeah. donkeys and you look back and you go, well, actually, he done all right, didn't he? It's like Jimmy Greaves for us. Jimmy yeah. Greaves is perceived as a donkey for us. By his own standards, he probably, you know, he was the least successful team. But then if you look at his goals record for West Ham, he played like 30-odd games and got, I think, 15 goals. You know, what would yeah. we give for a player yeah. like that now? Even yeah, a drunk true. one. Yeah. 
good. Right. Uh, three more stories before we go to question time and, and do the Super 6 so roundup. The boochies ain't here and you just run away with yourself, didn't you? All right. So, so we're, we're, we're definitely a few... <laughs> So, David Sullivan, I've just done this tonight. David Sullivan has increased his, I missed this at the time, but he's increased his share ownership from 51.1% to 51.5. And you might go, what's 0.4 of a, but, but actually it's quite a lot of money. There was a rights issue in, in uh, July. Uh, the share owners um, all injected money, um, £30 million pound by buying them. Yeah, hang on, 750 shares at 40 grand each, but not all of them, and that's the story. So Trip Smith put in his 10%. Um, David Gold put his 35.1% in. Um, and one or more, we don't know, of the minority shareholders did not put their money in. And David mm. Sullivan made up the difference. So the minority shareholders listed as 38 before this deal are... Um, the Harris family that used to consist of John Harris and Daniel Harris that found the Alba electronics firm and sold it. Uh, they were a West Ham family. I, I don't know if John Harris is, is still a, a live well or not. known high quality of the home entertainment system. Um, and Bush, Bush as well. So, so Dan, Daniel, um, Harris, who was the CEO of Alba is definitely, he's on the board as a non-executive. Um, Albert, Trip Smith, uh, obviously 10% owner, put his money in as well. Uh, sorry, I, I've said that already. So, sorry, the other um, majority shareholders are former West Ham um, chairman uh, Terry Brown, uh, formerly owning of a holiday camp. Uh, I'm sure Nigel can tell you a story about that one day. And 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 Karen Brady herself. Now, she's only spoke, she declares her share ownership in the House of Lords, but it, it's thought to be a very small um share ownership of, of West Ham. So the likelihood is either Terry Brown or Daniel Harris. Or Karen Brady. Or Karen Brady, yeah. <laughs> Who's your money on? Who's your money on who didn't who didn't stump up the cash? Well she takes why? money out, mate. She don't ever put money in. I bet she didn't even pay for her shares. I bet they were a gift to her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Yeah. So oh. my money's on her. Especially really? the lower man. Yeah, I reckon it's yeah, a, especially yeah, I reckon it's especially a, the lower man he's raised. At the end of the day, you can go, oh, it's a big thing. He's gone from fifty one point whatever to fifty one point five. Yeah, but remember they were they were putting another seven hundred and fifty shares in. It was thirty million. So they weren't they weren't doing it the, the dilution for what they already put in, it wouldn't have been a sort of exact science. Um, well, yeah, let me you, see if I you can find put out. Put in, yeah, what your share income was. So out of out of the thirty million, Dave Sullivan would have had to have stumped up fifty one point two percent. Yeah, he, he he paid over fifteen million. Yeah. Correct. So who owns point two percent of West Ham United? I think you'll possibly find now, Sherlock. I'm thinking yeah. it's Karen Brady. No, 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 because because well, my 0.4, hang on. family own 3 yeah. point odd percent with Terry Brown. Yeah, no, no, 3.8% 3. 3. was Terry Brown. Yeah. It says all other shareholders. We know that's the Harris family, Terry Brown and Karen Brady. Maybe there's some other small shareholders, right? They never break it out, right, in, in any great We'll detail. find out. See if Karen put her hand in her pocket. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll see if I yeah, can find it. Because even then, I might give her a clap. 
Okay, all right. Or she let's move. Me. Let's move on. Um, the away kit was launched last Friday. Um, what what did you think of it? Um, let's start with you, Len. I quite liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah, though you made fun of it with the hoops and and uh, I knew because uh, people my, were bitching about the, the my whip. COVID belly. I knew because people were bitching about the width of the be- the belly, and all most of these people that are complaining and like, geez, listen. If you're a big boy, don't go for hoops and lycra. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not... It's I've, a, I've, it's I've, a I've liked shit. both kits. I've liked both kits. Uh, Nigel, what was your view of the... Yeah, um, I don't, I, I, funny enough, the hoops are too far apart. I knew you were going right? to say that. And they don't go around the back. If we're doing it properly, I did it last night on Superstell Sunday Army Show. Uh, on Iron United, I was on there with him, and I flashed up some of the old kits that I've got. I've got the original uh, 1960s style, which is obviously got the hoops that go around the back, famous for Bobby Moore. Then I've got the 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 the, the best replica they done was back in '93, uh, '94. Yeah, with yeah. the sort of Tony Cotty shirt, I, I'd, I'd probably call it, um, where the hoops went round the back and it had Dagenham Motors on it. They then, uh, in two thousand and they had the hoops that were wide apart, very much. It was a feeler top, very much like what they've done here. And then in 2012-13, they went back to the two hoops but didn't have them going round the back and they had the sponsor's name up above so the hoops were lowered down. You know, does it matter where the oops are? It depends. You know, don't really matter. But you won't be buying it. I mean, a little birdie told me that you appeared on Irons United with a um, uh, West Ham London badge on screen, something you said you would never do. True or false? Yes, but what that is, that's the white away kit, yeah, uh, that's got the old badge on the back and it's got no sponsors on it. Okay, would would you just not just out of if you you knew you're on camera, just hide the London with I don't know a bit of Tipex? Well, or, or uh, or unfortunately, saying GSB out or something. You know, I'm, I'll try and remember that, but unfortunately, my I'm not having anything with London. I sort of went by the by when we went in the box and got given a free shirt with Shedman on. Oh, oh yeah, true, true. true. So, <laughs> so when you was a freebie, told, was it that shirt? Hey. Eh? Yeah, that was a freebie that shit. Oh. Yes, so when- yeah, and not from West Ham. We will say, uh, and oh, he, Christ, he does no. I know <laughs> that. He, he, he does listen. <laughs> was, wasn't a freebie from He's West Ham. Always cause... reversing. Beep, 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 beep. It was. <laughs> it was. It was a freebie from our great friend uh, Texas John, yeah. who uh, once a year comes over. And, and and spends thousands and thousands of I thousands. I might bump mute, unfortunately, there, when you say once a year he comes and then it goes quiet because that will be quite yeah. awkward. And, uh, yeah, he's he's our Texan lawyer friend From who, uh, comes, uh, uh, who comes to um, uh, buy a box and uh, and treat us, even though we offer him, don't we? we each year we offer him. Listen, come I, in the I told him, didn't I? I said to him, John, save your money, mate. Don't do it. Come in with me. We're going to supporters club. We'll have, you know, burger and chips for a fiver and a few beers and you can come and sit in my crap view and you'll have 10 times as much fun, even though it was... What did he day. do? And what did he, he do? bought the most expensive yeah. box. He thanked meet me the, for my meet offer. Meet the chairman and we actually went down. It was the first day the carpet had been 
installed and we, we went pitch side and uh me and Ian Dow kneeling on the carpet. That's right. That's that's true. <laughs> carpet burns, yeah, true. Um there's a picture somewhere, aren't there? Me and Ian. Yeah. And and you got to meet Alan Taylor and uh, Marlon Harewood and uh, and the chairman David Gold, of course. Oh, no, some of us did. Some of us, yeah. yeah. Anyway, principles didn't. We digress. Um, the the last story uh, maybe is 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 a, a relevant one. Is there's been a lot of talk of when supporters will get back. Um, the three of us are obviously all match going supporters. Um, and uh, obviously, we've been. I've two been missing. Of us actually, watch the game. Yeah, two two of you do watch the game. So, um, Karen Brady said she wants supporters back in September. Um, Boris Johnson came out and said he sees supporters coming back in October. Slightly disagreement. Didn't they read the same script? Um, so it's obvious there's going to be some problems. I don't know if you've seen what, what Spurs have done. Spurs have released something about their season ticket renewal. You have to pay 20% non-refundable. They've said some games may be limited capacity, almost definitely are, um, and it's going to be done by ballot. How does that work? Um, priority points are being suspended. Um, what else was there? Rules were there. All ticketless, all on your mobile phone. Um, so at least they've come out and said it. West Ham have yet to announce season they haven't thought about it, probably, yeah, a lot. Well, they have. There's lots of different scenarios, but again... Well, you know, yeah, but how does that work, me taking my children? Well, you don't, does it? That's your problem. Well, you can take one, isn't it? Because obviously... Now, the, the bit I wanted to move into is, is uh, one of Nigel's favourite subjects, which is German football. He sent me um, an article... He sent me an article about how Germany were reducing by like 30%. And, and that got me on a, a different part, what he sent me. And I did a research in the Bundesliga. I've actually got some requirements. I'll um, put it here in front of me. Would hang on. That, I don't know if you're going to say this, that it, it, it's how what the infection rate is in the local area of when supporters are back, uh, allowed back in. So when it goes to 35 per 100,000 infection rate, yeah, uh, in the local community, then they're going to have limited. And when it gets down to five or under, then full capacity are allowed. So I, I thought, well, this is an uh, interesting. It says gradual return to normal operation right. in local coordination between the club and the local health authorities. Right. I looked at Newham. Now, I know you're going to say, well, no one comes from Newham, but I'm just going to look at Newham, Stratford, the surrounding area. Um, the infection rate at the moment, the, the infection rate was 357 per 100,000 a few weeks ago in New York. It was one of the hardest hit places in London. Um, the infection rate released at the beginning of July, so not so long ago, in Newham now, is only 3.4 per 100,000. So it's way under the German model, right? Secondly... Uh, Numa's got 352,000 residents. How many people do you think tested positive last week, Nigel? Uh, 248,000. <laughs> That's a, just a silly number. Len? No idea. 12. I was going to say 10. Well, you would well, have been almost right. Tested positive in Newham. Yeah, but 12. the problem is there's nowhere to get bloody tested in Newham. Oh, here we go. No. Conspiracy. 
The R rate is under one. Look, there is a very, uh, I'm not being complacent. Got the Donald Trump model that if you don't test, you don't know. Yeah, because that seems to be what's happening out there. I think the infection rates are quite low in London. I think I'm I'm being told again. Keep this between ourselves. That Brady has put the London Stadium up as one of those early test sites. So the London Stadium will be one of the test sites they want to trial um, supporters going back to see. Well, look, um, this is how well why it I see it. Um, if they're going to do a ballot, isn't it better that we just say? Either all fans or no fans. Yeah, there's no fair way of doing it, and there's not. And and as much as if there's a ballot, would I apply it? I probably would. You know, as I said, yeah. West Ham's my smack, and I'm an heroin addict, and that's what I need. And I, I, it's given me the um, not not you know, it's the longest ever period I've ever known. Well, especially as you stopped really going before, yeah, I, before I, I, COVID and the lockdown for, for different reasons, but yeah. you, you've missed more than most. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, it's, it's really doing me in now. So the fact that, you know, it looks like in September, I still won't be able to go back. It could be October. So it is literally the worst. I mean, even when I got in trouble at school, my mum banned me in 1983 from going football, what she didn't realise is when I was walking out the door at quarter three, I was jumping on my bike, cycling down to the, um, to the ground, locking my bike up and running in the ground. I was missing the first 10, 15 minutes, but she thought because I was going out late, I weren't going football. And it was years later she found out what I'd been up to. So I, I didn't really miss games back then, Brooklyn's last season. Would you though, let's just put it back. You said it all, I'm going to come to you in a minute, Len. You said you know, all back or no back, and then you sort of said, but I'll go into the ballot. Yeah. Where do you stand personally? You know, you and Charlie have season tickets. Yeah. Are you saying if if they let, you know, they do a test event, I'll be there. If they do a ballot, I'll be there. I don't I don't care about a vaccine. I don't care about... Do you know what I'd um, like to see? I'd like to see fan representation to the club where the fans could come together, have a discussion and say, all back or no back. So until you can open it up to everyone, we would all prefer to stay away. Mm, That's yeah. what I would like to see, a bit of sort of leadership. Fan representation. It ain't going to happen, is it? We'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll see. The, the OSAB, the OSB or whatever, the BSOA, or or the you know the dickheads that sit around what not their this space can't say anymore watch this no space. come on then you might as well say it it's only no, yeah you've it's got the other one out of the way started now come on well I you know they promised in the closed season a new democratic elected body and and, and that will happen so watch this space when you say democratic elected do- what, by people like me and Nigel or yeah, by people like, like... Like you and people like you and Nigel. Okay. Anyway, um, Len, um, Hello, uh, do you see yourself waddling down to the uh, <laughs> London Stadium going I for see a ballot? Mys- I see myself trying it and I see myself not liking it. Not liking it once I've tried it, if you know what How I mean. How about you have to wear a mask throughout? Would you Would you still do it? Well, if I have to, I have to. 
This is what um, I've got here from the. But then that's what I'm trying to get out of. You know, it's it's maybe not the going there, but it's the, you know, what are the restrictions on public transport? What are the security? You have to be there three hours before. You have to take a test. At what three point hours do you? I'm, t- I'm, just, I'm playing devil's advocate and trying oh, okay. to be controversial. But at what point? I'm asking you, Len. At what point you go? It's not worth the hassle, mate. Uh, well, after what all that, what you just said, to be honest, look, <laughs> I, I think I think you've got a, it's got to get to a point where we're either allowed to go out in public to football matches or we're not. Right? Uh, what, how many in the stadium? There's still a lot of people. Plus, you've still got to pass a lot of people and go through your public transport. This yeah. and the other, you're still going to come in contact with a lot of people. Try and work out if it's safe to go out or not. Right. Let me just say what this German form says because this is what the, this is. Oh yeah, you did say you were yeah. talking about this. Yeah. So the concept for the implementation of ticketing because this is done for me. EB's translated this. The, the, the greatest German West Ham fan in the world. He said many clubs won't. But this is what it says: many clubs won't be able to service their existing season ticket holders. Therefore, the legal basis has to be adapted to reflect the current situation. Each club has got to develop a fair ticket allocation policy, blah, blah, blah. Name and address and contact details must be provided by the ticket purchaser. No ticket sales on match day. The deposit of tickets at ticket office should be avoided. Clubs should recommend the use of a corona warning app, but no obligation. Yeah. Concept yeah. for arriving. This is a big thing, yeah? Minimise queues and contacts. Different time windows for stadium access should be defined. Wow. So it's possibly they're going to say, these turnstiles, you've got two o'clock. These turnstiles, quarter past two. You know, stuff like that. A clash of stream of fans from different directions should be avoided. So implementation of a one-way street systems or lanes in all areas of the stadium. Easy to do in the Olympic Stadium because it's round. Basically, you walk up one way, and when you're leaving, you all got to walk out all the way around the stadium. And See, there was some good reason for moving to the stadium. Yeah, I, well, you know, I think I said this last night. You know, what what an absolute brilliant brainwave the owners had in, yeah, in moving there because you know they well saw the future, well didn't they? You yeah, know, of course they did. They were like, "Listen, lads, we've got to leave the bowling because it's too compact." And when COVID nineteen strikes in five years' time, we ain't going to be able to have room for people. Where if we go over to that vast emptiness over there, we can fit loads of people in. Well done. Yeah. yeah. It says the anyway. Quickly, it says if a safe departure fans after the match cues and contact can't be ensured. Departure should be timely staggered. So what they're saying is, when you're leaving the ground, they may say, right, this stand has to empty first. That stand has to empty second. That stand has to empty third. Are are we really, and when we knuckle it down, are we really prepared to go through all that? Yes. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we probably are, because we're mad fans. And and, and we want, uh, you know, people queue to watch... I know their favourite band for hours and hours in the rain. So really? yes, I think, yeah, of course you do. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I remember Guns in '91 at Wembley Stadium. Oh who? man, Guns and Roses '91. Oh, yeah. It could be '90. It was '91. People do '91. silly things for for the only thing I queued all night for was actually West Ham v Sunderland ticket, and they opened the doors. It was in the FA Cup 
and I want it to be like to go work. So rather than spend the night in bed and walk down, I thought if I keep outside the ground, I'll be first in the queue and I'll get a work. So I got there at 11 o'clock, I think about 10 o'clock. There was about 10 people there and they opened up the East stand and we slept the night in the East stand. Oh, nice. True story, bro. Yeah. Anyway, um, we've probably talked enough about um, stories and everything because we, we've been rabbiting on, or I've been rabbiting on for an hour and 27 now. Um, Should sh- sh- we do the question time? I thought we'd never get there. It's going to be a two and a half hour one. Today, is, mate, I'll tell you. Go on. Uh, oh, hang on. I've lost it now. Oh, my oh, hang God. on. It's time for this. I'm joking. Facebook, Twitter, question time. Yeah. It's Facebook, Twitter, question time. Where I get to read out the Super 6 uh, top 11 while we wait for Nigel. I'm now. In 11th place. I put it, Johnny B's birthday today, and it was Georgie's <laughs> birthday a couple of days ago. So we've drafted in our super sub, Cannon Town Lynn, for tonight's show. I must admit, Jake, I couldn't think really of a super sub for West Ham. The only super sub I remember, nah. David Fairclough at Liverpool. And That's I who I think of. Yeah, I didn't really want to call you that, you know, nah. obviously. But it's, I put, ask your question, blah, blah, blah. And obviously, I put that great Brady out picture up. Obviously, your missus is taking a dislike to Sean. Yeah, uh, among and several others. But what um, you should say to is name them. The truth, well, the, the 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 hoop one and the one with glasses. She's oh, she, okay. She I likes thought you meant several other fans. No, Sorry, she, liked, she, she liked the earlier ones you did of me. Do, do you know what I love about this? You got that well, the ones that didn't that, like you. Yeah, you got that Declan Rice Northern Monkey haircut. You know where they sort of sweep it forward and and someone put a bowl on it and just trimmed it like that. It's, it's, it's quite good. You know Declan Rice lives in the village uh, or town I was born in, do you? Yes, I do. Yeah, He lives in Chessington. Yeah, yeah. Well done. What a world of does adventures live, that is. Does, does he live with um, the Chelsea boy? No, he lives He lives with his girlfriend who comes from Chessington. Oh, okay. And they met at Chessington Garden Centre where I used to frequent. Very oh, okay. oh, yeah. What was he doing in the garden centre? Well, it's one of the best places to get go to restaurants. So when the kids were young, I used to go in there uh, and get a nice jack of potato or a pizza or something. So who knows? Maybe See, Declan Rice. Perhaps if you with. hadn't done that, yeah. Perhaps Lynn wouldn't have drawn you with that. Ah, <laughs> yeah. touche. Yeah. Oh, Avoid places like that. Too many bagels. Yeah. Bagels. <laughs> uh, go on then. Take it away. <sighs> Michael Levy Jr. is first up, son of Michael Levy, hence the junior. Hi, all he said, because it's bloody up where he is in Tenerife. And he said, is it about time we went back to our West Ham traditions and gave the manager some time to build a team and have a plan? Well, I think they're going to give him at least six months, Mike, apparently we've deciphered that. <laughs> Moyes will undertake this as a project. Remember, he's not the one that's got us into trouble twice. He's got us out of it twice very true because uh, there are three worst teams well you know there's four or five now Mike don't look down are, are Liverpool champions because there are 19 worst teams or are they 
you know, the best team. Yeah, they are. That's exactly Should we give him time to see if he can build? We have covered that. Something here and give us the stability. He says, I understand he isn't exciting, but he could be what we need. And he says, P.S. He says, Nigel's working on a Morrissey song for me. So there you go, people. Check out Michael Levy Jr. Fortunately, he's got a YouTube channel that's called Michael Levy. So L-E-A-V-Y. And you can find him belting out some really good uh, sing-along clap. Can you can you do us a new uh, uh, Facebook Twitter question time? In fact, uh, we maybe should call it Facebook Facebook question time because we don't really do Twitter anymore. Right. Okay. Ask him to do a new jingle. Um, I'll, I, 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 okay. I, I'll, well, I don't need to ask him. You just have, haven't you? Because oh, yeah. Mike listens yeah. every week. So Sean has spoken. Yeah, new jingle uh, for um, the question time. Right, so next up, we've got a good friend of ours. Greetings from Pandemic Headquarters, it goes, the viral US of A. It's uh, nervous, Nelly, uh, David Altzig. After his four goals against Norwich, Antonio gave credit to Moyes, saying the gaffer told him to spend more time in the 18-yard box and guys will, and goals will come. Rice seemed to want to celebrate his goal against Watford with the manager. Do you think that Moyes is more of a teacher coach than, say, Pellegrini and that players such as Fredericks and Johnson would benefit from working with him? 100%. Jay? Sorry, mate. That's all right. I did. What was the last little bit? Will the players benefit from working with Moyes? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I do think so. Yeah. I, m- I must admit, David Moyes does seem a bit of a, you know, perhaps this is what players need. You know, generally, we do perceive players to be thick. And the other day, apparently, the great tactic was I had to tell defenders not to concede goals. And it seemed to have worked. And I now, win. what he's done is he's turned around and told Antonio, if you stay in the box some when you're up front, you might score a goal. Well, yeah. Well, he did, he did say... Know, by the way, just before the Watford game, he did say something very similar again. He didn't say, I've told them not to concede. Um, I've told them, you know, what, what the, you know, they need to defend or something. It was, it was another classic line, yeah. but, uh, that's what I do. like tactical genius. Brilliant, isn't it? That's what I do. I win. Here we go. Next up, this old Dodsey, Richard Dodds, who's not talking to himself now. <laughs> Le- 11th place in uh, Super 6. We are going to do the top 10 later, oh, by the of way. Of course we are. He goes, all right, my handsome's how you's doing. He's, he's got Southwest and he's put it as one word because you can tell, like, he's obviously the one of the village. Instead of Southwest being two words, he's called it one. Phrase of the day. He, he, I will do it. He's called Dretley. And it means I will do it later. Every day's a school day, Nige, he goes. Well, it does feel like that uh, when I'm trying to educate you, Dodds. So perhaps you need to jump back into school, son, instead of sitting around drinking beer in your garden and waiting for the cinema to open. <sighs> Do you feel if Mark Noble apologised for the events on the pitch, tackling the fan, that would make a difference to your views, Nigel? Ooh. Uh, good question, Dodds. And actually, yes, it would. If he would come out and say, I realised I was over the top in the way I manhandled him. I should have looked at what had gone on before in 92 with the Bond scheme and realised that's how the way a captain of this club behaves. Then I would probably look into um, elevating him 
from just hero to legend. But at the moment, he's what he is. David Moyes, Dodsey continues, played the game against Liverpool and Man City to keep the goal difference down, and a lot of people moaned. Do you now think he's been justified in that decision as we're technically safe on goal difference? He feels we should go for a goalkeeper, a left-back, two strikers, so Anderson Lanzini and Diagana to fund the above. Believe it or not, how about this? He would also bring back Hugill and give him one year to prove himself. And then he said, a year? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? Do you know how many goals Hugill scored in uh, 15, actually? Oh, 15 goals. We got one in the cup then. Um, well, no, I think it was, wasn't it? You're out of date, isn't it? The extra one he did um, uh, where he uh, pulled his hamstring. Oh, was it? Oh, right. he pulled his hamstring. It's not a bad shot, is it? You know, it, uh, it's not bad. Look, in, if 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 we're talking about other championship players and how well uh, Gerard Bowen has gone, and we we're slagging uh, Hugelhoff for scoring fifteen goals in the championship, I mean, but with better service, he may actually get a goal. Well, that's what I. Gr- that's what I'm we saying. We don't. Do we cross the ball anymore? I, mean, I don't want to label him a old-fashioned striker. We get the ball in the box more, don't we? Yeah, but would that suit him? Well, I Dave will go to him. Uh, son, I prefer to stay in the box. To you'll get a goal. And perhaps it may pay off. Well, you will. I mean, I'd, if I did that for long enough, I'd get a goal. I, I think he wants... Look, Hugh Gill was bought by David Moyes, and I think he would like to prove people wrong. So I wouldn't be surprised if he brings him back, puts him on the bench and tries tries to give him a proper shout. Uh, let's forget yeah, but, uh, whether it, you know it's his old club and whether his brother was involved in everything. There was always a conspiracy theory, you know. Maybe, maybe Moyes will be proved right about Hugh Gill and and a, <laughs> and, and a, a bang in the head then. <laughs> and what do you mean? <laughs> I don't think he will. To be fair, and and after a season scoring fifteen goals for QPR, he come good in the Premier League. How many goals do you think Haller would have got for QPR? Do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. What I'm you saying? Say that. No, no, you say that. Alaire, without without the right service, won't score any. If you play him in the wrong way, well, I, I don't think know if you noticed. Why would Hugo be any different? Why would Hugo be any different? Hugo's going to get 10 minutes, right? Uh, his only opportunity is going to become 10 minutes. For him. This is Moyes we're talking about. 10 minutes from the end. Either Heller's foul to score because he's probably been marked out of the game, and he's going to do the same thing as Heller. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but and I, I, I like the idea of giving people a chance. I really do. Well, look, we turned our back on Snodgrass. We gave him a chance, and he turned up yeah. and delivered. I was spending a season on yeah, the championship. Maybe we could, maybe he would. But what I'm saying is, we're saying give it, we give him a year. We're only giving a bleeding manager six months by the sound of it. Oh, Give him go. time. Throwing it back in my face already. <laughs> <laughs> give me some time, but then give him proper time if you're going to give him a chance. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> Martin, row, row, row your boat. Evening all, he says. Suchek and Bowen have been major successes. Moyes was in charge when they arrived. Did he actually find them or were they DS contacts? Uh, MP had Hushilos. Any plans for Moyes to have a similar arrangement? Well, I think we've heard, Mark, 
that um, Moyes does it all himself, which is good. Yeah, the old-fashioned way, yeah. probably him and his mate probably go out and get a free game of football. That's a job. I'd, send me out. I'll scout players. Love it. Go football for free. Brilliant. Um, have you have you crossed this bridge, Sean? Who, who, who found Bowen and Suchek? Do we really well, want to go down that road first? Well, look, I, I think... I think I, uh, no, there's no point in going. Look, uh, there is a strong agent involvement in, in West Ham, and it uh, thus has ever been. Let's just be honest. The manager makes the final decision. So, you know, availability of players in the last window would have been brought to the attention of David Moyes because he'd only just joined the club and he didn't have enough time to do all the watching and scouting himself. And, and he would have done his own due diligence before deciding whether they were players he wanted. So basically, right? it was Fatima Whitbread who who who'd like discovered them. So well done, Fatima. I don't know. What, I don't get the joke on that. I'll send you a picture of said agent <laughs> when he lives a football right, okay. And the striking resemblance to Fatima Whitbread is hilarious. As someone pointed out the other day when it was said one's birthday. But. Uh, Barry, the guy. By the way, the guy who's doing the arranging the fire sale for Wigan uh, was said to be instrumental. He's a football Mister Fixit. I forget his name. Uh, Keith uh, Harris. No, and not of Orville. Keith Harris. Something it is Keith Harris. No, no, it, it's uh, another one who'd done three or four. He got a lot of stick for. Um, Do you know who Keith five? Harris is though? Yeah, Orville. No, Keith Harris was actually had something to do with the Olympic Stadium and the Olympic. Yeah, delivery. but he, he's also. He, I think he was involved in. Was he involved in Liverpool? And uh, yeah, he's 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 a Mister Fix It in in the football world. Anyway, anyway, let's uh, let's give it to Moyes. Let's give him. You gotta be glory. careful when you're saying Mister Fix. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. They've got to give it to Moyes. Um. Yeah, I, I, I said yeah, in yeah, the podcast, yeah. Bowen and Suchek. Gerald Krasner is All the right, illustrator. Okay. And he has done uh, three or four clubs, uh, Gerald Krasner. Okay. That was the man. I knew it began with a K. So, uh, Barry Mickle says, happy birthday, George and John. Welcome back, Len. Welcome back. Thank you, Barry. There you go. Yeah, when are you two doing your next history podcast? Probably August. I'm a very busy man at the moment. He is, he? And well, he, I haven't unemployed? finished history. episode three. Well, no, so I'm not um, unemployed. I'm working. I am work back working. I'm no longer on furlough, but I'm only at the moment getting two or three days work. But then what I'm doing is I'm doing like house projects. And pie mash and other things. So, bagels. Trying to earn a living. Bagels, yeah, thank you. Uh, on fans' return at the stadium, says Bazza, what measures would have to be in place? We've just covered that, if any, to make you personally feel safe. But vaccine, physical distances, mandatory masks. We'd like to hear your thoughts. We just covered that. The, the, working, the workings of it is not easy, I must admit. And you know, where there's a wheel There are 66,000 seats in the stadium, and therefore it does make social distancing a lot easier than, let's say, somewhere like Chelsea, when you're on top of each other, to be perfectly honest. Even in the corporate, which I go quite often to Chelsea, you're literally, your knee's in the back of someone, 
and and you're pushed up against someone. That's in the corporate area. God one, knows what it's like in the whatever it is meters is one plus meters whether you're in cramp seating or whether you're in space no no the distance between seats in the london stadium and probably spurs is a lot more than some of the older stadiums like stanford bridge honestly you don't you don't push up your legs against someone else does your legs touch uh charlie's when you when you're watching in the in the gods up at um in the no, west end like that, no no it doesn't because the seats are. I mean, if they get fifty percent capacity, that's thirty-three thousand. I mean, that's nearly a full house for us, isn't it? Some games. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. David Jones, old Ziggy Stardust. He says, "Hello, Dave. Hey, uh, hello, Dave. Yeah. Evening, all. Is he mate uh, not- Done a portrait for Dave and his lovely daughter Rosie. Yeah. I think. Oh, lovely, lovely. Uh." Not a bad few days for us poor Amherst supporters. Looking like Premier Football next week. Given this, we will expect a season ticket renewal email to start pinging in our mailboxes. He's got a question for one of us. You ready? It's a question for Len. Oh, wow. If you could animate any film, what would it be? What a question. Question of the day so far, Zig. Um... I've, what's coming to my head is I know I've done it kind of before, Shrek. but the long good Friday. Not do a gangster film that'd be good. Good fillers. kind of retro. Yeah, I'm thinking that, but I'd like to make it East End. Hundred One Dalmatians, Lady in the Tramp. I mean, the best animated film is Walk Ship Down. Oh, oh right, that's a me. horror film. It is a horror film. That's why it's so good. It captures everything. It's got the warmth. It's got the horrors. I can't watch it to be honest. Eyes, Sad at the end when he, you know, fight. says I'm getting very tired and just fades off. Oh, I was brought up. Why remake things like that? You know what I mean? I know he's saying I'm asking the question. I'm saying, but yeah, they, I didn't even bother. What the, the, the BBC one? It oh rubbish. It's only pixels. It is only pixels these days. I mean, it was cellulose and art balls then. Cameras. In those days, days, it was all hand-drawn, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I hand-draw a lot of my stuff. Well, not some people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, doctor. So the the, the actual hand-drawn on a screen, but what I do, I, 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 I put the picture down. Of, this is why I always ask for good photos. I trace the photo with a pen electronically, and I've got the outline. And then I don't give you secrets away. No, I won't. That's all you get. I mean, I've lost people with drawing, to be honest, Nigel. People don't know what drawing is anymore, judging by the shit I see. Anyway, it's not an animation podcast. No, but a question it's a West Ham nice. podcast. And you've not said what film. I did. I said um, Long Good Friday. Something gangster like. Oh, I've got an That's a good question, it, isn't it? Right? What the craze? No, I've had an update from the missus on WhatsApp. Oh. I said, he has me angry as it says Brady out. And she said, I thought that, but it hardly looks like you, while all the others are really good. So she suggested, <laughs> she's suggesting that the others are real good likenesses, but no, mine no, the, the, is deliberate no, the, character yeah, this, to be awful no, because you hate the, me. 
No, I, firstly, I don't hate you. You're a good friend of mine, Sean. I say for great faith. Secondly, she doesn't think he looks like you because you're. I have this all the time. You're. She's your wife, so she looks. She doesn't look at you the same way she looks at the other. Someone else's. Someone else's wife. Yeah. You know. But I've had people say, "Len, I love it." Really love it. And then, and now I come back to, actually, the wife's told me I don't love it. Oh, so that's, it's a common uh, theme. Oh, yeah. And there's a, it's, there's a word for love it. Love is blind. Well, it's just the thing is you look at blind. things subjectively, you look at things different. Yeah. People see colours different. I know all, all this. Right. Hey, there you go. Um, you know me. I don't bother me either way. No. Make me as fat as you want. You make me as angry as you want, as old as you want, as grey as you want. It's not a problem. I think you've done all right. I don't think you're that fat, Sean. <laughs> In fact, no, you're all right. You're anyway, all right. That's, uh, I'll take some weight off you then just to she, make you want she, she, she doesn't, she doesn't uh, listen to this podcast anyway. No. So, um, what you anyway, do is have him, like, he could be like an advert with Slim Fast, couldn't he? So you could, like, have fat Sean. And then you could do him like animate him, drinking like with a can of Slim Fast or whatever. And all of a sudden, he's like thin again. Now I, I did. Have, I, I have got one. I've got one small um, request, actually. Um, right. Now we've got. Now we've. Uh, now you've done George and uh, um, John. Yeah. Uh, so you've got one of me and, and Nigel. We yeah. do want to replace our mask on the Facebook, but I'm going to ask one thing. I don't want the Brady out thing. We're not having the Brady out as our mask on. on You're outnumbered three to one. Well, I disagree. Have you put that? Oh, you didn't disagree. You didn't, didn't disagree in March when you said, I think it's time for her to go. And then she told you that you disagreed. Yeah, but I'm, Is that right, Sean? I, she I, said, I, no, Sean, you don't want me to go. And you went, Yes, Karen, you're right. I don't want you to well, go. We, we made up. I, I thought. Yeah. I, I, uh, I saw the error of my ways. As, as, as another lady you respect once said, Sean, you turn if you want to. Oh. The Lenny's not for turning. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, the mask on top of the group. I would like one without a Brady out, if if that's possible. So. And you want a more than just a podcast? No, no, no! Don't need that. We just honestly, I just want you the. Can picture. have that. I want the picture you've done, the really nice yeah. picture you've done. Well, maybe not me angry, uh, with the London Stadium background. Can we have not... the London Stadium then? Of course you can, Nigel. Anyone you want. Why not what the is black that? line? The black line. Yeah, I'll pick one that I know he hasn't done. <laughs> I went through all his images. I don't mind drawing that. It's all right. Well, Mrs. was very Anything impressed you like. with your uh, uh, portfolio of images. Um, very nice of her. And uh, even though yeah, I will, off air, pick you up on just one of them. But we'll do that. All. Go on. No, you put. No, we're sharing everything on this underneath. One. Yeah, you put a caption underneath it and you put the wrong caption in. That's all. I'm, just, I'm I? a pedant. You know me. You put, you put. I'll have a look at that. So, yeah. that's all. I'd puddle for and. Yeah. Pop Rob. Oh, Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. yeah, you're never going to live that. Wait, let's, let's move on. We digress too right, much. We have digressed. It's made Marion. The Welshman's back after last week, apparently posting his question on the wrong group. 
so and it disappeared into the heather, never to be seen again. Apparently, he says, no questions from me, boyos, last week, due to still being in shock over Sean's statement in the previous podcast, where he linked Which that? with the two hours bonus with the reduction of the ticket office staff when the cost of processing away tickets was moved from the club to supporters applying for away oh, tickets. Oh, get over it, Merriam. Bloody <sighs> hell. Boyos, but normal service... I'm going to send him the £1.50. I feel sorry for him yeah. now. Yeah, but it's an accumulated £1.50. They still do lunch and vouchers. I'll send him some lunch and vouchers. Well, you've had a book of them, and yeah. I mean, bloody hell, son. You need to calm down now. Uh, not sure if the birthday boys will be on here, even though I've already posted, Miriam. Um, we're calling Lenin. But he goes and asks a question. George first. So that he can get to his dinner, but they're out having a car free, I think. Were you surprised by the announcement that the Philadelphia Eagles will play all their home games behind closed doors? Well, obviously, George is not here to answer. But by the magic of the internet, George says, I wasn't surprised. I think it's only a matter of time before others follow. Thank you, George. He then goes and asks a question for Don. Again, I had pointed out they weren't going to be here, but Marion players on with our future virtually clarified john do you see an increase in season ticket prices for the forthcoming season and an explanation given that to do it because they're strapped for cash again mr bucci has took time out from his busy day to say yes Marion, i can see it happening as soon as they announce fans are allowed back in well hang on a minute there you go Chris- well, they've already in whoa 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 there all there what? Season ticket increases. That's the question, and John's answered it. And and the com- the, the the club have already made a statement to say season ticket prices are frozen for next year. Right, all right. Well, listen, don't interrupt here. Your question's next. All right, but I'm just saying. T- John's entitled ticket- to answer his question how he sees fit. Well, he obviously doesn't follow the Claret and you. Yeah, join yeah. the club. Uh, question for Sean. With the possibility of reduced attendance next season, how do you think the club will manage this? Will it be split across all ticket groups or will the bulk of places go to corporate and such areas as Club London with those groupings spread out in the other ticket prices? So will Pride of Irons get like first dibs because obviously they're mates on the SAB? And um, Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it will be... I think they've got, they've got a database and they look at net spend. So what they look at is... As a fan, how much do you spend in the shop? How much do you spend on tickets, etc.? And they prioritise the people that make the n- most net profit for them. So it's the so money. They're following the money. Like so, tradition. So, so oh, people who don't spend money in the shop like or don't me. buy a lot of tickets. No, well, bloody will don't. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah and, and then it will be friends of, you know, friends of the board, yeah. friends of the partners, etc. So I'll be, I'll be fine. Um and then anyone who's ever put GSB out on their Twitter handle or, or their Facebook or done Brady out will be automatically sort of black lines. Well, to be so fair, all right, that's you, you, son, because you went Brady out for a while. Yeah. So so that's how we're sort of – it's not quite ethnic cleansing, but it's sort oh, of – Oh, I would um, say it was. Social it's cleansing. sort of a – yeah, yeah. Yeah, this so GSB out people sort of excluded. Uh, anyone who went on a march excluded. Uh, people who don't spend a lot of money. You know, the more money you spend in, you know, buying food and and drink at, at the 
the stadium, the more likelihood you are getting a ticket. I, f- I think that's that's pure economics and, and capitalism is finest, really. Do you see a problem with that? Of course, what I just mentioned is complete and utter bollocks and made up because for comedy value, but just in case anyone thought it Well, we never know with you because you always talk bollocks. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> finally, a question for me. It says, if the answer to Sean's question is that allocations will not be split evenly... <sighs> How do you feel about being on the bottom of the pecking order and possibly unable to attend games with Sean? Well, the fact is, I don't generally attend games with Sean. I did it once, and believe me, it was never repeated again. Um, yeah, I came up and sit, sat with you once. You you won't come down to us, even when we got spare, because you don't like standing, do you? Well, I, I just... I, I prefer. No, to tell the truth. Do you don't I like standing in a away game, standing up at an home game? I don't mind it, but to be fair, I prefer to be higher up. So if I could stand up higher up, I'd be all right. Not as high as I am. I prefer to be a bit probably in the middle. I could, I could do with the wheelchair. You know, the the wheelchair circle around the middle in between us. You know, if yeah. perhaps if I could get myself in a wheelchair and just park it up. Is, am I allowed to do that, or is that bad? Is that is that you know, not thought of? Well, if it was good well, enough, I'll enough I'll it on until depth yeah. do part. It'd be good enough. I'll let her give it a go one day. Wheel up in a wheelchair, see if they let me in. How about you, Jay? You, do you like to stand up or sit down? Oh, I like. I, I can't bear sitting down. It makes terrible for me back. Although the London Stadium seats sitting down wise are far better than the old Upton Park one. Oh, I had a terrible back sitting. Uh, an FA Cup game once. Mm. Oh, never yeah, where, do you, uh, where do you stand? Uh, Billy me. Bonds. All right. Did, not uh, on him. Not, not, uh, not everybody's allowed to stand in Billy Bonds, though, are they? No, no. But the, what you, on the corner bit. Ah, right. On okay. the bend. Because there's not a corner, it's round. Before yeah. President Khan gets in. Which side? Is, is, it, is it Trevor Brookin or Bobby Moore's side? Who are you closest to? Which corner? Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, Trevor Brookin. Oh, so opposite us? Yeah, I believe I am, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe I am. One, three, two. All right, okay. I don't, I don't know where that is. But... I think I've drawn a, a um, portrait of Miriam. Have you? Was it a shape? Yeah. I don't know if he oh, knows it don't yet. Say stuff. Oh, I can't. <laughs> oh, no, this is his customer base. You can't say rude things about his customers. <laughs> Well, uh, someone probably for him. How how is the portrait business at the moment? I know we're digressing from questions, but we did say we're going to do three hours. Yes, um, steady. How is steady? Is it after so yeah, rush for Father's Day? Oh, car that yeah, that was a rush, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, no, and they're still coming, steady Eddie. Yeah, do you think? Do you think? Uh, what's the next thing? Do you think a uh, big push for for Christmas, or is there any other? Big, uh, oh, I think it's just we need to get you out on some of the other forums, mate, and get you some like teams. I, I know it's dirty work, perhaps, perhaps not Tottenham ones, but perhaps we'll get you on some like see if under the clubs, you know. Yeah, of course, we could talk a, to Angus, punt your Cholton one out, and that you did with my uncle that was brilliant with Derek Owls. And uh, it's a nice one, now, isn't it? It's, that it's is a good one, young. and I love the fact that you put him in the crowd scenes at West Ham, and I sent it to his daughter yeah, to cool. say, <laughs> I tell you. Everyone's going in the crowd scene. <laughs> uh, she was very pleased, to be fair. Very pleased with it. And he loved it. Oh, yeah. John, John and George can join the crowd scene soon, can't they? They were, Yeah, they are. They were, well, we, uh, can it, we go in with our banner, all four of us together? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Do what you like. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. You do all you like. I'll make sure Sean's nice and tethered to the Dan Armstrong. Sean, you wanted us to have a more than just a podcast flag. Why don't we have that made as a flag, the four of us, with a Brady Out flag on? What a great flag that'll be. That's going to be brilliant. Yeah, to be I yeah, carry on. Don't yeah. to be honest, I haven't spoken to Brady much recently anyway. So I I think our uh, relationship's pretty badly damaged now anyway. So yeah, well, because you're Brady out. Yeah, well, you you don't throw someone under the bus and them completely forgive you, do you? Uh, no. Yeah. Hey, anyway. Oh. Hello, Matty Pips. It's a Belinda Kikakatis. It's the Greek goddess. It says, uh, firstly, happy birthdays to Johnny John George. A question. And now she's got over the stress of Friday's game. Even at 3 to 1, I felt nervous. Betting there. Who do you think Moyes will want to sell to get funds in? There's a lot of talkie about Anderson and Lanzarini. But do you think this will happen? Also, do you think the Moyes will bring back the Diangana for next season? She's a loving the show. And she says, a P.S. She's loving the latest Lenny graphic. Thank you, Belinda. There you go. Seashell. <sighs> there you go. After all that. Did, did you contact her? You said you were going to contact her. No, I didn't. Her. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Poor old. Yeah. Poor old Bill. Nobody loves me. Belinda. She probably talks like this, like a doctor's daughter. Here. From talk like that. Get out of it. Where does she live? I think she lives a bit posh. I think she's like Woodford or around that area, Wolverhampton. I think I might know Belinda. I there used to be. Uh, I used to have a share of a shop in Wolverhampton that she. I think she might have came in on a bike because I, I, she, she popped up on my Twitter and I think so. I think I know that girl. All right. I might be wrong. There you go. Probably am. There you go. There you go, Bill. See if you remember Len. <clears throat> She'll probably oh, she doesn't go, know what I look like. Oh, that's where she's going to go, isn't it? She went, oh, he's not, he's, she went to a print shop in Wolfenstow on a bike. Did you ever ride Regularly. a bike, Bill? That's what we want to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving on. Before I get in more trouble, uh, it's Ed Hughes who's got a lovely bit of squirrel on his T-shirt. Uh, Gents, I am happy seeing the team develop under Moyes. Since the Chelsea game, we've looked like a Premier League side again. Despite me being underworld for a second time by his appointment, I can't but think how we may have kicked on had he stayed first time around. He deserves a proper shot of this, not just six months. And another transfer window or two, where he's only getting one by the sounds of it, to clear the dross and make his changes. He might not have been my choice, but I don't trust GSB to choose anyone better. Good point, Edward. Uh... It's, uh, it's, oh, Stelios Kujas, one of my partners in crime. I've got another trick question, Kujas. Yeah, I, 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 I just want to pick you up on something. Go on. When you're wearing your London badge, yeah. instead of promoting more than just a podcast, yeah. it said more than just Irons United. Yeah, that's right. He's more Irons United than your oh, yeah, podcast yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Where's this new brand come from? Well, it's sort of, uh, it was sort of a, a joke between me and a couple of the other boys. The fact is that, because obviously they're trying to tie me down as a permanent member of the team. And typically, uh, uh, you know, I'm, non, I'm non-committal, 
even though I will obviously pop up and appear quite more often, but I'm non-committal. Obviously, my first, uh, uh, you know, well, they ask me a lot, and I just go after they've asked me normally. Uh, no, 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 not uh, no. Yeah, say that. Yeah, but anyway, um, basically, obviously, this is my, you know, first and foremost, and so nothing should ever interfere with more than just a podcast. So let's get that right, and then okay. I'll, I'll fit that in. As and when, you know, I'll just say hello to Adam Levitt, who texted me last night to say, you know, how he enjoyed me on Iron United. So, you know, people were watching it. Barney McGrew was watching it. He had a go at me on text, so I had a go back at him on the air. What about? Oh, about Mark Noble being a legend. Barney says he was a legend, and I went, he ain't. And so the carrot crunches out there, he can be a legend. But us tanners, we, we know how to behave. Paul, talking of Tanners, it's our friend DJ Paul Turner. Uh, read a tweet yesterday saying clubs like Bournemouth should not be allowed into top flight with a ground that's not big enough. As you can imagine, I think that's complete bollocks. There you go. Thanks for that, Paul. Why can why does Paul imagine that? Do we know? Hang on. When is 37 bigger than 42, though? That is a good question. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what he's on about. Oh, okay. So it weren't a question. Well, he says he's got a trick question that popped into his head. When he's 37, greater than 42. Is is it a a, a music question? He ain't put an answer. So... It's, I don't. I think it's not to do with viewers of Iron Google United. It. Google it. It's probably your, but um, Google it. No, it's probably West Ham related. He won't be that bleating. When he's thirty-seven, greater than forty-two. I don't know. Answers on a postcard. Yeah, let's see if we can be. <sighs> Jack Rush. Which which is quite apt, really, because this show's definitely not a rush tonight, the way it's gone. But anyway, Jack says, evening, gents. He says, after seeing Sean's valuation of our potential transfer targets, it's clear to see why he works in recruitment. <laughs> he doesn't work in recruitment, Jack. He's a button monkey. He doesn't uh, work at all, Jack. Said- I, I, I don't. I have people who press buttons for me. I attend governance committees and, and meetings and, and chair, uh, you know, important forums. You didn't say that first time. the first time, didn't you, really? <laughs> yeah, to be fair. <laughs> now, I've got this image of you like Baloo in, in Jungle Book telling all the little chimpanzees what to do while you scratch your back going, ooh, be do. I want to be like you. Ooh, ooh. Anyway... Would you give Fornells another season to prove, prove himself? He's a big fan, Jack, because he says he reminds him of boss Yossi Benayoun. At the downside, is he says it's without the skill, vision, or end product. So perhaps Jack's not a big fan of uh, Fornells. He said he might be a bit harsh, but he can see him turning into another Lanzini. Looked promising until Moyes came in and destroyed his confidence. He thinks he should have scored at least three since the restart, but he looks scared, hasn't got the composure, but he goes, Brady out. So the best finish there, Jack. Thank you very much. Ian Lynch. Uh, great show, lads. Keeps me going while he's at work. Security, which is great, because if you're on a 12-hour shift, you might have to stagger it over two nights, Ed, because this has really been a long one. Uh, Chris Kinch, he's holding his hands up. 
He said I was wrong about not being confident. He thought they would go down. And he's now eating humble pie about that. Keep it away from Sean because he's had far too much by the looks of Len's pictures <laughs> of him. But having said that, we can't keep getting into this position, giving all the money spent and all the things said by the ball to justify moving to London Stadium. is a good season for us, just not being relegated. Hopefully, though, Moyes can now begin to develop his own team from here and we'll do better next season. For six months, anyway. His signing so far in Bowen and Suchek have been great. Next up, it's old Cool Jazz Stelios, my uh, Sunday night up. Oh, well, well, well. X has threatened to stop being the West Ham ITK because of the grief and criticism he gets by talking about club secrets before they're officially released. So he's got questions here. Listen up, Sean, yeah? Yeah. What value do we as fans get on hearing about stories before they are officially announced? Yeah. Early team knows don't count. Do insider leaks just serve to wind up the fans unnecessarily? Yeah. Who, who's asking this? Stelios. Cool, yeah. Jess still. Yeah. The person who who makes a, a um, no, I won't say a living, who makes out of talking about these kind of things. So there's an ecosystem, No, 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 right? no, 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 no. He's part of I the food chain. Still, no, yeah? no, Because no. he does his research by reading news now. I hope I'm not giving no, the game away. No, he Clarence Hugh. No, 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 no. No. He's he, part of the ecosystem. He reads news now. So he reads various different sites. He does what we call research, Sean. Yeah, but most of it, most news-related leaks. Look, if there were no leaks, it only got reported on the on the own site. Then that's there would be no need to go to news now. You'd only go to the official site when they announced it, and 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 there would be you know would be all these YouTube and podcasts and everything else exists because club would corner the market. It's it's like anything, right? Um, some people want to know the sex of their baby before it's born, and some people want to wait until it's born, right? Some people want to know. In in our world of twenty four by seven rolling news, we've come used to the news here and now. You know, gone are the days where we wait until the newspaper tomorrow morning and read the news. So something breaking today, we don't wait for the newspaper tomorrow morning anymore, right? In the same way, fanzines, we used to wait until the next fanzine to read something about in West Ham in a paper fanzine. It's not. The world's changed. And therefore, we only exist in a, in a pure capitalism model. We only exist, Clarence Hugh and other people and ITKs, etc., because there's a market for it. If there wasn't a market for it, we wouldn't exist. All right. Well done. You don't, you don't agree with that? Well, obviously not. You know, I just think it, there's just no need for you yeah. to be fair. Let us get on with doing what we do separately. There's no need to be the first to tell us something. There's no need for you to go out and be the so first. So you don't want to write. So you, why don't you not follow people to find out that news? Why don't you not read it? So let me challenge you Ooh, to. Hold up a minute. Can't just read the. Do just I read, read Claret and you? Do I read Claret and you? All right, just no, uh, I don't. But you, you belong to some some WhatsApps groups that, that you that put sh- me in. All right, but all right. So th- let's take it back a step. Are you really saying 
right? So if you have a choice of not knowing information, I'm waiting for the official website, that this transfer window, you don't want me to tell you anything. We're just waiting until it goes on the website. Because I, I could do that for you, for you both. This, Mate, this it summer. don't bother me. I ain't okay. going to turn around and go. I need to know who we're signing. I want to know who they would think. And then you know, I, I'm going to, you know, you spit out twenty names, and when we sign two of them, but sign four different other players, you go, look, I was right. Well, big deal. So what? All right. I don't think you can have your cake and eat it too. And I find it quietly amusing, uh, quite amusing that it comes from Stell, who's part of the same washing machine and the eco. I don't think he is. I think, I, I, I think you, I think you I've seen now. I've seen some of his content that he covers a lot of the stuff. That no, is, is, up, you know, he talks about, he talks about transfers, but he, what he does is he looks at news now and reports what people said, but not just Claret and you or, X yeah, or I, whatever. I well, he's that, not on Twitter, to be fair to still, so he's probably not even following, he don't follow X, he don't follow anyone. So he, he goes through news stories, reads newspapers and news sites and takes it from there. Right, right. He's not on in the know either. No, and he doesn't claim to be or care to be. All he's doing is he's, he's he's providing a service saying to people, these are all names that we're all linked with. It's probably all crap anyway, but this is what people are saying. It's just a roundup. All right. You're entitled to your opinion. All right. I know. <laughs> I am. He's also said, uh, do we long for the days when old-fashioned club called West Ham line was in place? Club call, mate. Do you know when West Ham launched club call? 8586. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had a big yellow telephone on the forecourt, the first home game yeah, of the season. That. And they got Alvin that. Martin and a new player called Mark Ward to come out. And Alvin signed my program. And when I got to Mark Ward, walked off. And a bit of me was like, hmm, didn't like him for that. Never really took the Mark Ward as a player. Oh, I like Saturday. I like teletext. I liked getting your news on teletext. I got my honeymoon off of there, but anyway, uh, finally he says, "Is Nicolo Shearer, the uh, Italian sports journalist and transfer market specialist, the more reliable source in transfer news? After no. all, he did break some big stories for anywhere, such as Haller and Anderson." Well, funny as you say, right? This, but because... obviously, yeah, go on. Well, what? Well, well, Nikolai uh, Shearer um, DMs me a lot, and I mean a lot, a lot. So he he, he cut his teeth on Alea, right? And I could show you the DMs. He DMs me a lot, saying this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I could show you multiple DMs where he's got completely wrong on West Ham related news. He did get lucky on Alea, uh, and he has he does know some people. There's a particular agent he knows. But he gets a lot wrong as well. He gets more wrong than he does right, as you know, people make mistakes. So so the no. You in you ITKs are a bit like me and joke telling. You cast your net far and wide, hoping that one will come back. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Pete. Well it depends on the source, doesn't it? You know, we 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 there are sources and there are sources. That's true. There is Irons 57 varieties, or there's, you know, uh, the Aldi Cross one. Black Wolf. There's, which there's, is there's a, yeah. Tesco Value brand. You know, which actually is just as good and does the same. No, job. it's not. No, no, I disagree. Sean. Yeah. Sean. Uh, serious question. This ITK business, 
it's pretty simple. What do you get out of it? What do Stick. you? What's the enjoyment from it? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not. I've never considered myself an ITK. I've, I've never used that moniker. No. Um, I'm a being first to give the news out. Well, do you, you know what? There, there is. You there know is that a, I tried it last week. Oh, and there, it there are. Yeah. There are. There's a small value of being first, right? And the small value in in the news business, right? I can't talk for other people. There's a small value of being first in 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 achieves more hits. Simple as that. More hits, more advertising. To convert into what? Into mm-hmm. advertising. Yeah. Well. Okay, so, so there is there is a, you, but beyond I mean kind of I can see that through Clarence Hugh, but personally, what's that well, one uh, sense I, of satisfaction? I, well, I guess I guess you know it, if if you're a journalist and I'm not a journalist, exclusives are what drives you, right? If you get an exclusive and it's your story and you did the research, etc., there's a buzz on that, and I've I've done some, you know, so we're you not do get about a buzz from it. Yeah, you do get a buzz if it's okay. a good story. Right, if you're the first to find it, no one else found it, and I and I've broken some, some quite big ones in the past, and you know when when we looked, there's a bit of weight you stopped doing that, you know, <laughs> you know when <laughs> when, <laughs> I when we first when I put weight on, not oh, talking about know, the bar from Scouse, John, <laughs> Andy Carroll. So when when we first got contacted about Andy Carroll and the. Uh, Dan Randolph being out all night on the on the booze. Yeah. You know, we, we spent a lot of time speaking to eyewitness, getting pictures, speaking to the police, speaking to the club, etc. And and you know what? We we were the first to break that. Uh, you know, and we decided whether we should be breaking that or not. But but that that's the kind of thing that sometimes gets you a buzz, you know, and there are some other stories that you say, yeah. You know, that is a proper exclusive. You know, the word is overused nowadays, but there is a journalistic buzz of res- properly researching a story and properly being the first to get it out there and, and putting your name to it. Okay. Yeah, but no disrespect to you, Rex. You ain't bloody journalist, mate. Yeah, and I said that. I just said that a minute ago. Right. I'm not a journalist. So wh- wh- what buzz you do you get, get a buzz? In? Well, you can still get a buzz from if, if it's a properly researched where, you know, that it's a story you've researched, you've you've double checked, you've triple ke- checked, and etc. There is a buzz. There is a buzz. You know, I I do I break West Ham news because it's a passion. I don't do it for money. I do it because I've no. got a passion for doing it. And people look at you for it. Now you, it's too late. You know, you've made your you've made your your bed, and now you're yeah, lying in it, aren't you? Yeah, of course, of course. Swings and roundabouts, but you know that's that is my passion. That is my hobby. It's not my, it's not what a, it's not what pays the bills. It's not what pays the mortgage, but it is a passion of mine. I'm not a journalist. I'm a hobby journalist, um, but I do get a buzz from it. Okay. And it's it, you know, just doing the same old copying everyone else is is pretty boring. Any any person will tell you, you know, the cut and paste jobs and the copying and doing reports of other people's is boring you know there's no fun in that at all oh god no but a decent story where you're the first you know there is no copying um that's why i don't like press uh releases you know you're given the same press release by the club well where's the fun in that you know it's no when when we get you know i'm i'm included in the press releases for the club for the um kits you know so i get an embargo copy of 
of the kit the, the, the night before, etc. But it's embargoed. I'm not allowed to do it. And sometimes I think I'd rather <laughs> not be in the embargo because I'd, I'd, you know, because then I'm bound by it. But but actually, in this case, often someone leaks the description or tells me something about it. I'd rather run it because there's no fun in writing press releases. There's no running fun in. Uh, are writing the, the same that everyone else is writing. And that's why I don't go to press conferences. I've never asked to go to a press conference. I've never um, asked to, to be in the press box because I, I don't see what it gives you anymore. You know, sitting in a press box, getting the food and drink, and hearing the manager not answer questions when it's going to be on YouTube in the next hour, I don't get it. There's no There's no exclusives there anymore. Exclusives come from information being told behind closed doors. Some people like that. Some people don't. Each their own. Okay. Thanks for that, Sean. I did ask him the question. You did. So, I mean, great question it was. <laughs> uh, Mark. Well, it was the answer. Actually, it was a good question. It was. Just I answer. was fucking short with the answer. Yeah, no, <laughs> you destroyed the life out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Mirosovic Sorgo says, "Happy many happies to all our birthday boys." Moisey in, keep it going. We'll get there. Staunch performance. He said he wants to shout out to Singapore Amers, John and Jeanette. Uh, Jeanette Bodil, Pat Evans, Stuart Peerless, Pete Willis, Alex Longman, my son and daughter, Kit and Petra Sorgo, amongst many others. Keep the bells ringing for the claret and blue. Blimey, it's like Tony Blackburn's children's hour, isn't it? Or what it used to do when I was a kid. My question is, he's got a question. How long will fans allow Moyes to build a team before the boy hoys or moaners force change? I Flip think flops. you mean Foo Boys. Foo yeah. Boys. People like you, yeah. Sean. How long will you give Moyes a chance to build a team? Six months, isn't it? <sighs> Officially six months. Yeah. That's an exclusive. Well, I haven't been running a... Oh, well, I have run polls. Um, I haven't said, who do you want to matter? No, I have run polls. So. Um, look, I think there's confidence in the manager at the moment. We've got to give him the season. But look, I've always said this. If if a manager loses six games in a row, it's hard for anyone to survive. Look look at uh, Watford in sacking three managers. So it's all well and good here, sitting there going, you know, and we said, you know, I remember the words. Pellegrini's on a project. This is a long-term project, you know, and when I was saying the same words for um, David Moyes, I hope he gets to do his project, but it's a results business, right? And if we get to um, if we get to December and we're bottom of the Premier League, that's not good for his project. Is all I say. Right, there you go. So he's got till Christmas, Mark. But anyway, <laughs> uh, shout out to John and Jeanette, Pat Stewart, Peters, Pete Willis, Alex Lomman, and don't forget say hello to Kit and Petra for us, Mark. There you go. Double bubble. Evening, gents. It's the show for here. Beep, beep. It's the top consultant of business himself, Mr. Paul Nolan. Uh, well, after Friday's result, he said he's happy to admit he was wrong. A lot of people are doing that. Paul, you you know, you're not alone now. It looks like we won't go to the last game of the season against Villa Bar in some almighty West Ham-style cock-up. 
even this ain't going to happen. He's got happy birthday to John and George. Even though the time we finish this, it will be they've gone past their birthdays. He said he was going to ask the question re next season and crowds in the Thunderdome, but it seems like the Welsh friend has beaten him to it. Meh. A question for me, after our biggest away win since 2007 against Norwich, can you remember who that was against? Hmm. I don't know. Let after me have a think. our biggest away win since, since 2007, 2007 I'll tell you what, right, around my birthday, we beat Derby 5-0 at Pride Park. What's uh, the question? I don't understand the question. He's saying... Do I remember who, uh, who who the biggest away win was? In 2007? Yeah. I think it's Norwich. Away no, win. it's not Norwich. <laughs> we beat Dar- Derby. Only had to finish bottom of the table that year. Oh, that's right. You know, they were god-awful. And um, Solano got one. And I think Lee Bowyer had his best game for us. Um, can't tell you who the rest were. Um, I'm pretty sure we beat them 4-0. Um, Sean a couple of five nil. It was something. It was it was a goal fest basically, and they went down with eleven points, the worst ever for a Premier League season. Sean, he's got us questions for you. Once we know Villa and Watford results pre uh, game on Wednesday against Man U, are the ticket office hovering above the send button for season ticket renewals? Um, yes. <laughs> That's what that uh, meant. Yeah. What it right. meant was yes. So it's a yes or no. Bearing in mind we're like approaching three hours. Come on. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, he says, uh, "Can you ever recall the club ever supplying two programs when you only paid for one?" Well, I'd like to get one. I'm going to have a little rant now. I'd like to get one that I've paid for sent to me before the game. So I did have a moan up at West Ham on Twitter at the weekend. And basically, they did text me today and say, can you give us your postcode? And we'll look into it. Quite why they need my postcode, I do not know. But anyway, I gave it to Chelsea. I kid you not, the name, because it said, of uh, West Ham. Some wag did point out only West Ham could have someone called Chelsea looking up the supporters. But as I said, that's Bobby Moore's middle name. You know, it was good enough yeah, for him. Uh, question for George and John. Did you get any West Ham-related gifts? Well, mate... He got a drawing of a lifetime each, didn't they? From Canning it, Town then. It's the hottest West End gift about at the moment. There you go. Get involved, Paul. Never mind your business consulting. He could have one for his business consulting. Paul Nolan's business used, consulting. We could have a little girl going, work, yeah. no land, no, no land. land. And while I, I, I used to know a girl. I can't remember her name. Yeah. Her real name. Mm. You used to know Ooh. a girl? Simone. Simone. Wasn't your, wasn't your cleaner? No. no, he's talking about the girl that used to go, Nyland. Simone, I think her name was. Oh, Simone right, Nyland. Yeah. That's her name. Yeah. Anyway, not uh, a Grandeur podcast. No, but Roland, he, I did say the other day, he, he was he was a Turkish boy from... Um, That's he, right. He was a West Ham fan. Uh, was he really? Oh, never knew that. It makes you feel a little bit I've bad taking him piss out of him. All right, dear idea. What by the burger can Mustafa? Erkan, yes, that's right. Like the chip, like chip shop. shop. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he basically says he's got a quick work update. 
He said, uh, he's, he's had a few brands on Ideal TV, so if you want to have a brand on TV, let me know. Who's he talking to me? Well, anyone. Do you want to go on Ideal TV? No. I mean, I watched it at 2 o'clock the other morning. I don't know what type of idiots ever watch that program. How what is Ideal TV? It's like a shopping channel, but they oh. put it on in the middle of the night. And like 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting there thinking, who the frigging hell buys crap off of this? Anyway, it turned up two days later. I bought a load of car cleaning stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was not a good gear, mate. It did work. <laughs> My mum swears by the shopping channel. Uh, Nigel says I could have a pie and mash festival on TV, but that'd be fun, isn't it? I'll stand there and cook pie and mash for people on TV, but they can't eat it, though, can they? They're going to love that. He says uh, this vehicle is reversing. Beep, beep. Uh, and he forgot uh, predictions for Man U and the villains. So you'll have to wait. Jeff Smith, happy birthday, John and George. Great to know I share my birthday with a star. Happy birthday, Jeff, then. Is Suchek a guaranteed signing when we stay up, or is there a danger of someone else stealing him? Mum, are you, Sean? Quickly, yes or no? Can anyone steal him? Suchek. Steal who? No, well, funny enough, breaking news. Um, I think the club is... Um, deal's done. Uh, it'll be announced as the first signing as soon as officially... As soon as they can press send on the season tickets. On the season tickets. (laughs) (laughs) So, so quickly copy and paste the Suchek signing onto the email. Suchek's a done deal, 13 and a half million as long. So, when we're mathematically safe, the deal's done, basically. Ian Gravitt says, many at returns. He says, can I ask a question about the Red Bull philosophy supposedly going to be adapted by Mr. Boys? You buy a young lower league player who has the ability to adapt in the Premier League. He plays and he's noticed by the bigger club. They then offer him a scene fee and the player is then sold. Can I ask, what do we get out of this apart from the money? Does this mean that we will then have become full circle and become a selling club again? Well, E, I don't want to disappoint you, mate. We've always been a selling club, but the reason why we haven't sold our best players recently is because no sod wants to buy them because they ain't good enough. But well, that's not me, what Red Bull do, is it? Well, Red Bull Salzburg developed Erland Ireland and sold him for a great amount of money, which is now looking like How about a the other one? Lipsburg or whatever their name Lipsburg. is. Lipsburg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're good. Is that, that's an amalgamation. Red Bull Lipsburg. Would that be Red Bull Salzburg or Red Bull Leipzig? Take your Leipzig. Picture. Leipzig. Leipzig. Oh, right. there you go. That's the one. Combined they they don't do that. Together. They've done that's quite well, haven't they? Uh, well, they fell away. They should have. They, at one point. And, but then again, they've uh, Timo Werner. Uh, they developed. But now they've flogged him to Chelsea for 50 million. So we see what they do next year with that Timo. Mm. <sighs> Scott Crosby. Oh, uh, Scott. We've got four left. Gonna... Another one. Well, you can tell he's a customer because he's got it. He's, he's an yeah, avatar. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to the Bucci boys. Do you think we'll be in a relegation scrap again next season? Ever since we moved to that dump, we seem to be cursed with scrapping it down by the bottom. He likes Moy's approach to getting young, angry players from the championship, but I do think he's tactically inept at times. Brilliant. He says... Definitely, Brady. Uh, Have you noticed a little correlation? You know, all my customers are Brady out, and they're all in front of Upton Park or their favourite Upton Park related pubs. We need to get you. I I need to get you into Club London, and uh, we need to get you a more corporate kind of 
client. You think so? Why is there money different to do? Oh yeah, I think or? I think we're charged a premium and we make it a premium product. You know, sometimes it's it's not it's it's about sometimes it's too cheap. You need to sell a premium product. It's the same, but you just it seems more exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. yeah. So we say it's a Club London special, hundred and fifty pounds uh, a portrait. Know, yeah, emerging artist. Yeah, limited edition. Funny, I approached all the Club London people, and none of them, none of them were interested. Did you? They're did probably you not speak... West Ham fans, are they? They just yeah, went the same guess. I did find that was strange. Find that quite yeah. strange. But when you say you approached them, how did you approach them? Oh, I sent them an email. Shoot it up I to them by the side. Uh, I oh, sent them an email with a video and with twenty-one-year club servant Alvin Martin, just in case they didn't believe me. How did you do that? How did you get a uh, a was... list of all Club London? Users. It's listed on the Maybe website. Maybe another so. Club London user told me. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh. Nicholas Harvey, Brady out. He starts. Uh, good evening, gents, and happy birthday to the Boochies. Uh, nice to make a song start against Watford. This makes a good difference. Good win. Pick up the remaining six points. Yeah, you'll be lucky. Has uh, there been a bit of January signings of Bowen and Sue check since Harrison and Kitson? Well, I know of Harrison and Gibson because that was a nightclub, uh, or that was a department store that had the penthouse or the or the room at the top, as it was called in Ilford. But Harrison and Kitson, I don't Hartson remember them. And Kitson, maybe. I think that's what Nicholas meant. Nicholas, come on, keep up, son. Nicholas, uh, I don't think so. He says uh, uh, if they're really Moyes signings, then maybe he's not divering Dave after all. Can Sean confirm? No, he can't. Uh, must mention Noble's 500 appearance. Top man, no matter what anyone else says. Little dig at me there, I think, Nicholas, I'm feeling. Yeah, too right. Now, Rock Bonner should be Hammer of the Year, not Rice. He can have Young Hammer again. And not Antonio, he's only turned up since lockdown. He's got a question. Can Moyes change the mentality of the club, as well as address the many issues with the squad next season with no money available? Or are we looking at another relegation battle? Mid to lower, to, mid to lower down. I don't think we'll be as bad as we are at the moment. No. Skipping on, Whew. it's Appy Chops himself. It's Lewis Errantrout. How you doing, mate? Appy B Boys. He says, "Well, what can I say apart from we still aren't safe and could still get a morning by United and fresh by a team oh and really big God. winning Villa." Oh dear, just joking, he says. He's joking, sure. No, that's a cracker. Uh, but it would be the West Ham way, wouldn't it? He's got a question. Where do you honestly think we would have finished if Aubrey Roberts had stayed? Same, better or worse? Well, Sean's going to say worse. I'm going to say the same. But to be fair, after Alf died, you know, she was uh, she was fair game, wasn't she? I, I, I don't know is the answer. But I, I think he was losing the dressing room. So I'm going to say... I worse. think we could have worse. <laughs> you got a point. He could have been losing the Perhaps dressing he lost the dressing room because he was undermined by certain places and websites and all types of crap going on behind his back. But anyway, oh, Auntie Penn. Oh, Auntie Penn. Uh, I've got a joke for Auntie Penn afterwards. Sort of links into a Marion. She said, Boris has said from October, he sees fans going sporting events again. Don't listen to that nutcase. He's the idiot that put us there, Penn. And everything back to normal resumed by Christmas. She intends to come to as many games as possible, but if tickets are going to be for season ticket holders only, is it worth her renewing her membership? Because she don't think she'll get a ticket? Nah. 
She said she thinks the club should come out ASAP before the new season starts and let us know their plans. Uh, still on the season ticket waiting list. Good up a few places, but not much hope of getting one. Uh, keep up the good work, chaps. Brady outs. Here's my joke. Ready? For Auntie All right, you ready, Pen? Come on. I went to the doctors today and I told him I feel like a pair of curtains. God. He told me to pull myself together. All right. So why is that for Auntie Pen? I don't know. I just, just someone sent me that joke. I like Auntie Pen. I thought I'd tell her a joke. 37 points are enough to keep us up this season. 42 points weren't good enough to keep us in 2003. Yep. There you go. Well, it's a oh, of course. Oh, this is still it's Riddle. He's, that's oh, of course, the Riddle, yeah. He's eyebrow, haven't he? He's eyebrow, Stelios. He's he up is. There. You know, He's looking down on us. Listen to that jazz. I bet he smokes a bit of dope, does that still? Dope and still has been used in the same sentence before, but I'm not sure it was about smoking. But ah, um, yeah, he's a proper beatnik. He's smart though, isn't he? I've started listening to him since you've been going on there, Sean. Did that night? Not I, you, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 only when I'm busy. <laughs> I do say to Stel, Stel asked me quite a lot ago, have you asked me first or second? He always says first. Yeah, when I know he's asked you before. I told him that we did laugh. I went white. I went white. Nigel busy. <laughs> I said, I know why you're asking me. It's a Saturday. He's still delivering the pies or he's still at work and he's caught in the uh, Blackwall, you know, tunnel queue. Uh, like all good cab drivers, I don't go south of the water. Which is put okay. that right. Yeah. Okay. All right. How are we doing? Adam Levitt, last one. All right, Ad. How you doing, mate? Cunning town boy. Brady out. There you go. Last, I left the fella tanner to last. Not Brady outs in there, Sean. There is. There is, isn't there? We, we just attract the wrong clientele. A bit, bit no, like you're right. What to do with that flag? That's a blinder. There you go. Go on. That's it. All done. Oh, it, oh, that's what you said. Right. Super six. Right. As I start, I'll just point out, people. This has been nearly four hours. I think. 
I'm not cutting into song because I want to. It's just, I'm losing the will to live here. All right, uh, we're going to go to predictions in a minute, but but look, look, this is this is important. So, Super Six, if you were there, you you'd be in the past. You you've made a big thing about this. So, I'm going to give an honourable mention outside the top ten to our friend Richard Dodds, who's just hovering two points outside the top ten. Four six one, come on, Dodsey, you you can do it. At number 10, Clive Soden, uh, 4-6-3. Just above him, Mark Watt in ninth place, 4-6-5. Above him, Phil Walker, 4-7-2. Also in 4-7-2, Adam Darlington in seventh place. Martin Samuels in sixth place. Simon the Pope, the Pontiff, at 4-7-8. Now it gets interesting. Top four, if I've got my glasses on. Um, Keith Fowler. Four eight two in the top three. Now, uh, last week our friend Keith Milton was in second place, but he's dropped down to third place and he's got four nine five. Tim Sharman is the new second place on four nine six. He had a cracking week, but not as cracking as I had because I'm still on five oh nine and in the lead. But there is only uh, what's that nine uh, thirteen points in it. So, Tim Sharman, your only hope, I reckon, is either Tim Sharman or Keith Milton to uh, get me on the last week. I think there's a week left, isn't there, Nigel? Uh, tomorrow night, or Wednesday and uh, Saturday. Oh, it's two rounds Sunday, left. Yeah. Saturday, yeah. Uh, you're up to, actually, you're doing all right now. You're up to 40 seconds. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I scored, I think, 15 points over the weekend. You've got 11. Not bad. Late round. Um, so, uh, yeah, you're, you're an, anyone but Sean, yeah? Anyone but Sean. ABS, as I told you the other day, and you didn't know what ABS meant. Anyone, anyone but, but Sean. But, Sean. But, Do you but, know what? I'm, I'm doing well in the fantasy at work, and everybody says that as well. Anyone but Sean. Yeah, that's popular, yeah, isn't, funny it? That, isn't it? Funny that, not it? Why is it? Is it because I'm just too competitive? I'm glad to get R2-D2 and put a message in for Tim Sharman to say, beam like an image of me on and go, Tim, you are our only hope. Save <laughs> us, Obi-Wan. I, I, I look forward to my uh, prize when I win. Anyway, uh, predictions. We've got two games. The first one is we travelled to Old Trafford against the Red Devils. Um, Nigel, prediction? 2-2. Two, two. Desmond. Ooh, I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. Got uh, to say else now. No, you can have two. No, no, can't. No, that's the rules. You can't use the same one. Oh, I free two of the hammers then. Oh, oh. I'll go for a one nil away win. Um. Now we move on to last game against the villains, Aston Villa at the London Stadium. Last game of the season. Nigel lose twenty four nil. It's all over. Okay. Uh, Len? I think that might be 2-2 as well. Really? Yeah. I don't... What, are you thinking about the Villa getting two goals? I quite like the Villa. Do you? I, I'm going to go I for... And they've got some spirit. I, I think David Moyes is going to have a word in their shell like and tell them not to concede goals, look for a clean sheet to finish off our season. And I'm not even going to go for one nil. I'm not going to go for a 2-0, but I'm going to go for a 3-0 win at the end of the season. Do you think Villa has something to play for by then? 
No, I don't. I think it will be all It'll over. Be a difference, couldn't it? Yeah. That'll be our season done. So next Monday uh, will be our last podcast. We talk about uh, football. Uh, whether we do any closed season ones, we, we'll have to discuss. <laughs> no, we are. <laughs> <laughs> they're all your hundred percent shown. Listen, we did nine weeks without it. football. Come yeah, on, yeah, I know. But but yeah, in the past, we 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 do shut down for the summer. Um, but anyway, yeah. Well, I've just Sean. looked up quickly as we're going. So we beat 4-0 Norwich. The game I was thinking about was near my birthday. It was the 10th of November. We beat Derby 5-0. And probably the most uninspiring uh, lineup of goal scorers. Lee Bowyer did get two. Nobby Solano won. Matthew Everington and an own goal. Mm. Mm. I mean, we had Lewis Slower Morty, Colton Cole up front. Uh, and still managed to score five. You know? There you go. That sums it up, really, doesn't it? Anyway, um, I have been Sean. Nigel has been... Uh, yeah, yeah. Watch and... out for Irons United Wednesday night. I'll, put, I'll be maybe on before the game. I'll definitely be oh, on after. Oh, well, 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 you say that, but maybe I'm taking that slot. Well, I'll definitely be on after the game because uh, uh, it's another kickoff. So I, I did say I might not be able to get back from work in time. But then obviously. Oh, no, I'm not available. <laughs> <laughs> then Sunday, obviously, Irons United. Well, definitely, I'm going to do the pre match on that one then. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Len has been ready out, and and we're actually ten minutes short of the three hours. I think. So, oh, uh, I know. Should we I know. Do? Should we, oh, it's a bit of a master. Uh, oh, I don't think we could go on for another ten minutes. Well, can I we? could tell you about better. the videos that I'm doing. <laughs> go on then. Yeah, go, go on. on then. So the next issue, a brief history of Amers, which should have been released today, but unfortunately, I've over researched it. Oh, this is right. So, well, you know, the research, you know, devil's in the detail, and I like the detail, so I, it took me longer to research the story. It's all about the first game West Ham United played. They played against Gravesend on the 1st of September 1900, and I go through the team and everything. And then, um, yeah, and I was trying to look up and to show that all the players all lived. I mean, how about this? Quick, quick thing, yeah? I found three players all living in the same house. What, recently? No, in 1900. 1900. Oh, right, okay. So they were living in the same house. Uh, the, the goalkeeper was there living with his family and he had two boulders and it was the and it was two of the players. And another two of the Scottish players were living together in another house uh, in, in Cannon Town. There you go. So, were they working? They were actually pro footballers, though, by the way. Well, some, I think a couple were, mm-hmm. but most of them were still amateur and working in the ironworks. Right, okay. So one of them, there was one of them who used to work Tate and Lyles, funny yeah. enough. But I don't know if it was to get into the West Ham or to get into the Tim, because he played Tim's ironworks. Yeah. Uh, he, he worked Tate and Lyles and then left Tate and Lyles to to work in the ironworks at the exact same time he got into their football team. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, ringer. So, well, the, the, the stipulation was from Arnold Hills always was that it was supposed to be a works team and he only wanted people. And, and if they were going to bring outsiders in, you can bring them in, but they've got to work, they've got to work for the ironwork. They're representing the ironworks. And that is why West Ham was formed, because he got fed up with the committee bringing in players, yeah. some were professional, that weren't tied to the ironworks. A lot of Scottish players. A lot of Scottish players. Yeah, strange, isn't it? So it, it seems a bit like the Amazon thing. Um, what's it called? I don't know. The Amazon program. Oh, about... yeah. No, you're right. That, I thought the can't remember the name of it either. Oh, that... the Danton Abbey meets football thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all about this factory Was work. Was it called the Beautiful in, Game? They bring... The Beautiful Game, that's yeah. right. And they bring in... Um, down these people from Scotland who were professional players and they they, yeah, play, so they, they, they join the factory and yeah. they pretend that they're That's right, yeah. You know, they're working but they're not really. They're ringers. Well, yeah, basically, yes. So obviously back even back then, you know, a wage in Scotland weren't that great. So a lot of uh, a lot of Scottish footballers travelled south the, the, the weird thing is, is some of the, some of the clubs in Scotland were professional clubs and paid their money. So there's a, a, a big, you know, a big fan of yours, Sean, or a player you're a big fan of, old Sid Puddyfoot. <laughs> or, <laughs> oh, sorry, Puddlefoot no. to you. The it's reason so why Sid Puddlefoot is famous, Sean, is yeah. because we sold him for a club record fee to Falkirk. So oh, right, I didn't know that. That's what I'm saying. He was sold for about five thousand mm. pound, uh, I believe, uh, which was a lot of money back then to go and play. And Full Fulkirk beat him, and Fulkirk were like a yeah. top Scottish team and paid players a lot of money to play for him. Mm. So there you go. So where where does this? Um... Well, it leads on. So the video will be out. It might be next Monday now because I've got a lot of things going on this week, to and throwing. Yeah, well, I was going back to, uh, aren't you doing a, you'll probably tell me off for talking about this, aren't you doing a Bringing Back Mock of the Week? Well, yeah, I'm doing a show for Irons United uh, where I'm sort of doing a Mock of the Week. So we're going to have Arsenal fans. Are going to be a regular one or not? No, well, Are you no, going to upset? It's no, so, no, no. Well, Irons United people, I've, I've had a go at them, to be fair. Um I've had a oh, go about their watch along. Well, have you no, got no, no, fall no, asleep in their watch along. No, no. <laughs> oh, we should. You should have people just falling asleep for the next episode. Uh, All right, okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I may bring up the fact that Stell's viewing figures went through the roof this week when he, he unplugged his phone accidentally and the screen went blank, and it I was possibly that, right. the best bit of television all, all, all Sunday night. Because um, he left me sitting backstage thinking, well, I can't even take over and feel for him. And he's just disappeared. Black screen. And, mm. um, no, and then I've got Arsenal Fan TV does the 1980 Cup final. All right, okay. Which is, you know, a bit of editing genius. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to think so. And any contributions are welcome, Len or Sean. So, you, okay. you know, I could call the show Not Nigel from, and Friends. From, from, so, if you want to do a short from, thing. From from, uh, I think you should bring up you know some of what you did on Mock the Week. Um, oh no, all think... of it was good. There's not <sighs> cherry pick it. Uh, some of it was a bit. Some of it was a bit. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was really good. Well, it was. Look, but I, not I've always anything. seen. Look, for a number of perhaps some people didn't have the sense of humour. Lena's yeah. often taken a shot at me, and I, I'm very flattered every time. Oh, you know, you. Don't worry, I've got a good when, one when, for you. When, 
whether I'm a, a, a statue being pooed on or I don't care, you know, it's, 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 you love it's it, all a you? bit of fun. It's all yeah, a bit of fun. Not if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Yeah, but people, the thing is, it don't become fun if you're doing it for fun, but then people think you're having a go and take umbrage yeah, well, at it. they need a life. You know, the, the, it don't become fun. I, I didn't mm. do it to have, you know, other people laugh at them. You know, it was to have a bit of a joke and, and whatever. Yeah. You know, and yeah. right, well, that's wasted five minutes. We've got another five minutes. So let's, uh, Len, what you uh, got, Jay? You got anything? Len, Len, talk us talk us through your new project, your new film. What can you tell us, or what well, can't you tell us? I, what I can tell you is that it's films plural. Uh, huh. It's been a kind of a trilogy. Reading pretty well. Actually, one. Uh, one of them is um, uh, a, a, a a project with a player from the sixties, right? And not Bobby Moore. No, unfortunately right, okay. not. Yeah. Um, which are not my, not not uh, Billy Bones. No, no. There you go. Which Just are to be clear cut, to rule those two out. Which I might cut into three parts. And it, it won't be. By the way, we want to count out two more for our listeners. Not Jeff Hurst, because he would have charged you about hundred grand. Yeah, I, I would, yeah. And well, and I, not I Trevor Brookin, because he likes a pound shilling and he's boring. No, I say that. No. About, oh, sorry, I didn't say that about Trevor. No, That's an awful thing say to say that. I didn't say that about Trevor. You did say that. No, and, that. And, another, and another one is a sequel to Everybody's Second Team. And um, and what what's that sequel called? What's the working title? Everybody's well, Third Team. It is, actually. <laughs> That is the working title. Oh, is, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think you can guess with the word third what it relates to. Yes. Yeah. Oh, classic. And you can... No. Uh, what Why? do you mean, no? No. That's, that, that, that is the working title. It has got a uh, another... See, I'm going to cut that into two parts. And the first part is called The Blackout. Yeah. I think you can guess what that's all about. I can. And oh, yeah. I know what The Blackout's about. And the second part, I haven't got a name for. Is yet. it the Bettington Syndicate and everything? All that lot. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah fine. you got Damn. it. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but lots going on. So, so how, what's your mechanism? Are you, is it coming to uh, Amazon again? Are no, you crowdfunding? Are you getting sponsors? Um, or well, what's well the the um, what's the business plan? Well, the the the. People having portraits are really kind of crowdfunding it, and they're going to be in the crowd scenes. So I mean, yeah. it's crowdfunding in its purest <laughs> logical way. Um, the players that are featuring, um, they all sound like they're on board. I'm not going to name them. That would be a little bit unfair at the moment in case yeah. they want to change their minds. But they're on board with their agreement, and they're going to do okay out of it. And, um, yeah. Well, it's I, I, I'm saying that it, it's a when you do these, it's a bit of a journey. One, you talk to one planet, it takes you a different direction, and then that's how the old project. What what happened to your mates, Everton? That's been on Sky, I think. Yeah, did they yeah, did they uh, manage to get the money back that they invested, or I'm or is it still ongoing? Catch up with Rob. I don't. He'll tell Cause, me because they um, they invested a lot of money, didn't lot, they? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't expect they'll get it all back, but then again, I don't. 
I think they come to an agreement with the club because the club were a little bit obstinate about promoting it. Yeah, and there was some agreement that it be. And I'll tell I you did that. promote it though. I saw them promote it. Yeah, it's promoting it because their their contribution is going towards a mental health charity. And I, right. I do fill you in about that arrangement, don't I? Yeah. Um. So that's an easy way of guaranteeing getting money. Good. Good. Well, do you know what? I think... Uh, What's the time? We're, we're there or thereabouts. We might just have to do an extra minute just to uh, um, to, to to sort of be sure. But... All right, Jay, Len, quickly Len, then. No, 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 no. I just want to ask Len. Go on, mate. Um, how long is this project? When can we see it? Just just the last well, bit of vision expectations. My expectations, obviously, they're going to be something out for Christmas, I'm hoping. But from now until whenever, there's going to be something for fans to get involved in. My, my projects are going to be my, mainly around the fans now. I mean, I've learned from the first project how, how keen the fans were to get involved in it. But, of course, uh, I had to make a film first for the fans to see what they get involved in. Yeah. And now we're at that. It's non-stop. I mean, I contacted the people who had portraits today, asking them to sign up from the website because there's going to be like sort of uh, casting news and stuff like that. There may be some little very quick part that comes up that um, I need to fill in. And if I've got everyone there that can um, respond quickly, they may get a little speaking role in it. I can't guarantee it because I don't know what's going to happen yet because I haven't spoke to the players. Yeah. They're keeping the storyline to provide the, yeah. the fans parts and and but really i want something for the the, the fans are starved at the moment with something to to feel associated with the club with and i'm mm-hmm. going to try and fill that gap and i'm also going to try and give fans a a chance to get real some real artwork some real memorabilia that they can own that, that won't break the bank because i think everyone Everyone deserves, doesn't matter if you're a road sweeper, You, I think you deserve the chance to get uh, something signed by Phil Parks, unique to have on your wall. So I'm going to make sure the fans get something like that good, as well. Good, good. Well, get your orders in early for Christmas, because I know it's only July, but, you know, last minute rush for Christmas and everything, whether it be portraits, etc. Yeah. Good. All right. I, I think we're about done, and we, we may have lost Nigel again because he's having problems on his uh, internet. But I've already said I've been Sean, uh, Nigel has been Nigel, and Len has been Brady out still. That's a shame. Come okay. on, you are. I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be canningtellen.com then. You want me to yeah. be commercial, not Brady out? Yeah. I did I'm about 30 games out. that season, 85, 86. <laughs> 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 We've done the three hours. Bobby Moore, more than just a
Johnson down the right-hand side for West Ham. Halfway inside the Watford half, tracked back by Danny Welbeck, former Manchester United and Arsenal man, swept clear towards the halfway line. Now a chance possibly to filter it forward towards Antonio. Antonio takes a shot and scores for West Ham United. Drives it between the legs of Ben Foster and the in for Mikel Antonio. Adds another goal to the collection. On the angle, left-footed, through the goalkeeper's legs and West Ham have an early lead. It's West Ham United 1, Watford 0. Perfect start for West Ham. A well-worked goal. He was just drifting towards the left-hand side there when Fornell's pass set Antonio through. We've seen, haven't we, I think, since he's arrived here, why West Ham United have bought him. Hull have certainly suffered since they unloaded a couple of key players in the January transfer window and facing relegation out of the championship. Here is Bowen, left-footed, teasing delivery, far post, it's 2-0. Rising header at the far post, Thomas Suchak arriving and West Ham United double their lead within 10 minutes. A really teasing cross from Bowen, Suchak arriving at the far post and it's West Ham 2, Watford 0. Right on cue, super cross from Bowen. When you play with an inverted winger and he checks back, you've got to make and time the run. And West Ham had two, three players for now. Antonio and more importantly, Suchek arriving from midfield. It's a thumping header, top left-hand corner. And the, the uh, right-hand side, though, of the West Ham United uh, defence. It's cleared away by Fabianski. One block, referee gets in the way of West Ham United's attempt to clear it. Suchek does get it away. And only Norwich have won fewer games or picked up fewer points on their travels than the Hornets has. Now Mark Noble has it on that left-hand side again. Just slips it back to Declan Rice. Bit more central. Right-footed drive and it's a third goal! And what a finish from Declan Rice. No-one closed him down. Ben Foster left absolutely flat-footed. 35 and a half minutes gone and Declan Rice's first goal of the season may well have secured Premier League status. It's West Ham United three, what for nil? Pick that one out. What a goal from Declan Rice. Hughes, good cross, headed away by Issa Diop though. Creswell gets there first. Sardo manages to wriggle it away from him and shepherd it out of play for a corner kick to Watford, who trail by three goals to nil. Will Hughes will take it, puts his left hand up in the air. Born in Weybridge, in towards the six-yard box, he's headed down and it goes just bobbling wide. That was half a chance, wasn't it? Deeney with a little flick. He now finds Welbeck, turns it on, surging run into the penalty area. Decore's done well. Decore shoots, bounces back off the post, and Deeney turns it in. Watford are back in this game. Troy Deeney, who got both goals in the last game out, this time capitalises on a bit of an assist from the woodwork. And West Ham United not quite home and host yet. Decore with a powerful burst into the penalty area. His shot bounced back off the foot of the post, and Deeney slid it in. It's West Ham 3, Watford 1. Little flick towards Saar, this near touchline. Creswell manages to spoon it away. Uh, here come Watford up the left-hand side. It's been given away by Chaloba. And then Cabasello with a header, which is... Oh, a chance for West Ham oh, what a to save. get the fourth goal. Allo with his first touch, hooked it forward. Ben Foster backpedalling, just, just patted it away from going in for goal. He berates Cabasello because he said, what are you doing with the header? 
cross-field ball. Mariapa rises, loses out to Sebastian Allaire, who pokes ahead header to Antonio. Down that left-hand side, steers across with the outside of his right boot. That's headed over the top of the bar by Sujek. And it will be a goal kick to Watford, who trail by three goals to one. Will Hughes now has it in centre midfield. Spun out wide to Saar on the right-hand side. Level with the edge of the West Ham penalty. Yeah, that's a great cross into the six-yard box. And it's bundled behind by Danny Welbeck in the end. That was a chance. What a cross. It may not be mathematical yet, but I think we can probably say that West Ham United have this evening secured their Premier League status. Three goals in the first half, two in the first ten minutes. Mikel Antonio and Thomas Suchek with uh, those strikes added to with about 10 minutes to go before the break with Declan Rice with a sumptuous right-footed curling effort beyond Ben Foster. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 